0: Welcome to Whacker Slaps Presents Superior Slaps, where we look back into the archives of greatest hits records to determine if an album or a band or even an entire discography was actually good or just the product of the hype machine of its time. Like all great podcasts, this is a direct spinoff of another podcast that is a direct spinoff of an unhinged group text that simply refuses to die. Per usual, I am joined by the man who I have on good authority, shot the sheriff, and yes, indeed the deputy as well.
1: Yes, I am the number one sound boy, Adrian, and uh, you took my joke, so I'll just say I also shot Eric Clapton, that son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I did not shoot Ginger Baker. (laughs) No, Ginger Baker's cool. He shot someone, didn't he?
1: Probably. I mean, who knows what he got into with Fella back in the 80s, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: And I am your co-host, Noah. Uh, My feet are my only carriage. I want to jam in with you. Nice. All right, Uh, Adrian. What episode are we doing here? What's the number? This will be—is this thirty-four damn? And uh, I have the little game up top. Oh, Bob Dylan album game. Bob
1: Dylan album. Okay, all right. Thirty-four.
0: Can you give me the thirty-fourth studio album by the other Bob, Mister Bob Dylan?
1: Oh, it's got to be later. Although shit, maybe not. Maybe it's like eighties, nineties. It's two thousands. I'll give you two thousands. Okay, probably not love and theft, but similar era. Is it
0: one of those crooner ones he did? It's crooner ish, and it's like standards. Oh god, okay, theme theme album.
1: Shit, I can't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, get you give it to me.
0: It is his Christmas album. Is it all?
1: damn i was gonna say it might be the christmas one too shit yeah that's actually a pretty good record my cousin puts it on every once in a while on christmas and
0: uh yeah christmas in the heart where i know bob dylan's like a christian guy but (laughs) like uh, how much money do you need bob dylan you're making christmas albums (laughs) (laughs) like let's see if this sticks (laughs) but i don't know i've never heard it maybe it is very no it's good
1: his voice actually lends itself to those kind of uh i mean you know the standards are he he's, he's really good when it comes as to playing standards but uh yeah it, it's it got a nice charm to it and it feels it feels good when you've got the fire going you know it's pretty it's pretty decent um but yeah I, there's so many of those that era where i'm just like man these are all they're just like uh, well why what are you doing here
0: i guess it he, must be fun for him i don't know he does the mariah carey song all i want for christmas is you
1: yeah, i think yeah That'd i think be he's sick if he did i think he does um, uh what's the one i think oh holy night's the one i, I like i can't remember there's one that i i thought uh, it's really oh, good holy night. <laughs> anyways yeah that's uh heart
3: the herald
2: angels sing i think that, isn't
3: that
0: around
1: the time we saw him as well
0: live oh nine was it around there maybe i did feel he like it was christmas songs <laughs> he did not well, he might have. I don't know what the fuck he was singing up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were uh, on one, as they, as uh, as the kids say. Uh, I believe we also stopped you from getting into a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got uh, harangued.
1: By a small man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, uh, what's his name, wasn't it? Uh, the Corey, Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I really believe it was Corey Feldman. I was like, it, "Look at this Corey Feldman looking motherfucker!" And right, it was, though, the guy was like, "You fucking kid!" And he like,
1: not That was wild, dude. Luckily, Tim was right there and he he scared him off. But
0: well, geez. then I had like, I think I had, I was like double fisting like huge beers, like yeah, mid state fair beers, and I was like falling back in my chair. <laughs> I was just laughing so hysterically the whole your time. Your face
1: was just like. You were just like, yeah, it was fucking hysterical because your your like, face was stop
0: fucking laughing.
1: <laughs> your face was pure red, laughing. He's getting even more pissed. Tim's like being like, bro, like pulling him off and like being like, get the fuck oh, out of here. That was before Wild. the show even started. <laughs> I know. And then yeah, oh, it was a good show. Good. Bob was in
0: uh, in good spirits that night, from what I remember. Yeah, he was. It was a little unintelligible, but that could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> That could have been my bad. Um, yeah, so Christmas album number 34, episode 34. And today we're doing our second episode of Superior Slaps. And we're going to tackle a big Greatest Hits album. And it's was released in May of 1984. It is Bob Marley and the Wailers Legend. A double disc Greatest Hits yeah. And another one
1: that similarly to the Eagles uh, last episode, this is another one where if you dig into your parents record cabinets, you're almost guaranteed to find this. If if, if this is the one this is like the if a person owns one rec- uh, reggae record, this it's is the, that reggae record. Yeah.
0: It's also like one of those. If you had like the friend who had the same 10 CDs like in his <laughs> visor CD, the display, car visor. Yeah. It, this was on there, it took up two slots because it was like a double <laughs> CD. I definitely had this double oh, disc. Me too.
1: Yeah. I had it in my uh in my giant folder of CDs for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as as burgeoning young stoners, you know, this is kind of mandatory listening. It's a gateway definitely to better reggae. Uh mm-hmm. and also a, a gateway to horrible reggae, if you're a certain kind of person, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but but yeah, this is kind of the like. The I don't know, not the Bible, but this is kind of like one of those just ubiquitous records that that if you're a fan of the genre, it's yeah. kind of mandatory that you had it. I mean, obviously, if you're a big fan of the genre, you'll be having you'll have all of their actual records. You know, yeah.
0: if somebody but, asked me like, "Hey Noah, where should I start with reggae?" I always say like the harder they come soundtrack. Great, mm-hmm. but this album, like, if you really want to understand kind of roots rock reggae. And the whole Bob Marley as like a rock star. This is yeah. like pretty much every song you need. It doesn't have too much of his early stuff or maybe the more deeper kind of dubby stuff. It's, yeah, it's definitely his pop hits. But it's amazing how all these songs, almost every single one of, has become the standard of like, yeah, dude, that's like the feel. That's just like the great song, like the, you know, like life changing music. Like it's so many, it's just hit after hit. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, I think
1: probably most of these tracks are tracks that are like, would be in like, you know, 500 songs you have to hear before the end of your, your life or that, whatever yeah. that book series is, or, you know, a bunch of these are on like the Rolling Stone 500 songs chart or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, this album's on there. I believe it's like 64 or something. Yeah. Greatest. It's pretty high up there. I might have that number
1: here. I'll mention it when we get into the background.
0: Oh yeah. So Adrian, Let's kick it off with a review of Bob Marley and the Whalers' Legend: The Greatest Hits. All
1: right. I mean, before we get into that, is there any other background? I mean, Bob Marley. It's pretty. He's pretty well. Like, if you know Let's anything just call about him reggae. Bob, Adrian, <laughs>
0: don't you just Let's love just go that? Full on? Bob. Don't you just love when you're talking music with somebody and they start referring to Bob Marley as Bob? <laughs> Bob and Brad. Like, is there uncle or something? Yeah. Um, Bob, but that's I mean, even I, worse. Uh, yeah, well, well, I if think, you're from if you're Jamaican or if you're not a white person saying that, it's not that bad. But. Yeah, it, well, exactly. But,
1: uh, you know, I think if you know anything about reggae or Jamaica, you know, Jamaican music, Jamaican culture, you probably know about Marley, Bob Marley. Um, yeah, he's, he's probably he,
0: the, he's a bigger Bob. I would say then Bob Dylan at this point, I would hmm. say he's bigger than Elvis. He's he would be up there with Prince and Michael Jackson, I think as like yeah. the untouchable world music stars, like like the whole world listens to this music. And loves I, it. I don't
1: disagree. Yeah, he was definitely a huge global superstar. You know, tragically, his life, you know, was cut short by cancer. But, but we have all of the fantastic music. Um, and also, obviously, the Whalers too, were, were great musicians. And, you know, Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler also went on to have incredible solo uh, love,
0: careers. Love Peter Tosh.
1: Yeah, I he's great. Him. Fucking incredible. So, yeah, this, this is just a hugely influential artist, hugely influential band, hugely influential record. And, yeah, so I have a couple of reviews here. They're both fairly short. One is from... Our good friends at all music. And then the other one is by Robert Kreisgau. Finally got a Kreisgau in here.
0: Double review.
1: Double review. And both of these are, uh, are really excellent reviews. The the first one, all music gave it a five out of five. And I think, as I mentioned last episode, a five out of five on all music is fairly rare. You see a 4.5, you see four out of five, but a 5.5, it's not common on all music. So that, that just goes to show how, important in how uh you know how how big of a record this was so it was reviewed by stephen thomas Erlewine, and uh here we go the classic marley album the one that any fairweather reggae fan owns legend contains 14 of his greatest songs running the gamut from i shot the sheriff to the meditative redemption song and the irrepressible three little birds Some may argue that the compilation shortchanges his groundbreaking early ska work or his status as a political commentator, but this isn't meant to be definitive. It's meant to be an introduction, sampling the very best of his work. And it does that remarkably well, offering all of his genre-defying greats and an illustration of his excellence, warmth, and humanity. In a way, it is perfect since it gives a doubter or casual fan anything they could want. Let's face it, the beauty and simplicity of Marley's music was as important as his message, and that's captured particularly well here. Um, i agree with that you know It's yeah. and i think that's important distinction to make like it's not meant to be a definitive like career spanning compilation it is meant to be sort of an intro like this is this is bob marley and the whaler is one of one because
0: yeah. you know? it doesn't cover a whole heck of a lot of like it only like pulls from like three or four albums right it's like very much a
1: seven albums and i think seven. by this point they're probably about maybe two dozen or not maybe not that much but they they had a lot of recorded stuff it doesn't
0: have any of the early ska stuff
1: yeah most of the 1960s stuff that they were doing which yes is is incredible uh is is left off this for um to the kind of more focused it's more focused on the singles and stuff which you know naturally that makes sense um okay but here is the second review by the aforementioned robert kreisgau who you know famously uh wrote for the village voice for many years he's one of the more esteemed and well-known of the rock journalists of his era but he give it he gave it a perfect a and he writes this painstaking package captures everything that made Marley an international hero, his mystical militants, his sex appeal, his lithe transported singing and sharp, surprising rhythms. And oh, yes, his pop craft, which places him in the pantheon between James Brown and Stevie Wonder. Though he had a genius for fashioning uncommon little themes out of everyday chords, he was no tunesmith. No woman, no cry and redemption song could be said to have full fledged melody lines. But from is this love to jamming, most of these gems are hooky chants which given his sharp, surprising rhythms only makes them catchier. Play either seven cut side twice before med- bedtime, and you won't know where to start humming next morning.
0: Oh, man. This, the earworm factor. Huge. Bob Marley is insane. Like, yeah. Once a year, I'll get Buffalo Soldier stuck in my head, like <laughs> for a whole day. My dad used to also like sing that song around the house. Hmm. And he would also sing the Chili Peppers, uh, Bob Marley poet in a prophet. He was like obsessed with that song.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, um, closet.
0: I think it's a closet Bob head. Dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, it, 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 these songs are really indelible. They become such a huge part of the fabric of classic rock, of of classic, of, you know, of, of music in general. Of, yeah. You know, it's of pop music in general, I should say. Well, pop Um,
0: music with really, I think the lyrics, his lyricism, his writing is really great. It's not just like catchy chants. It's like he's not really saying something.
1: I mean, I I get what he's saying, but I think that's a little bit diminishing of what Bob Marley was actually writing and doing, you know, which figures Robert Christgau is an old white man. But, but I, I, what he's saying, I get what he's saying about the hooky, like the, like, yeah, the earworm factor, the fact that these, these songs get stuck in your head they're easy to sing um to sing along to they yeah. make you feel good when you sing along to like it's it's just you know it has the good vibes throughout on this especially on this particular record i mean yeah. it obviously, has
0: literal it, vibes like the <laughs> oh, instrument <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: which sound fucking incredible the recordings yeah on, is, this is great
0: music every time i did a lot of like walking around listening to this it's just joyous it's joyful it's like what the you know gospel music calls like joyful noise like that's what it is it's like very uplifting but but not to shy away from like big life questions or struggle or pain and songs about revolution and right oppression and stuff it's not all sunny but it gives you that feeling all the time
1: yeah and and like i get i i totally agree with the criticism of it like not showcasing a lot of his more uh rebellious music or his more political music there's a few tracks on here obviously that have political bents and even the the love songs or the good you know the good time songs have a political underpinning to them you know the mm-hmm. the personal is political and i think he was very much an advocate of that and in, in terms of his songwriting maybe not um yeah consciously but i think he just understood inherently that that our personal lives are are you know and and our political lives are are tied together and to have a good life you have to be a good person and a good citizen and a good person in the community you know yeah i think that that kind of ties a lot of these songs together
0: you know what some of his lyrics reminded me of speaking of kind of like very simplistic songs that maybe some of the more uh some of the messaging can get a little lost in it because i've been reading uh woody guthrie's like autobiography and i've been listening Mm. to a lot of woody guthrie lately and you know he has those songs that you like get taught in school, like if I had a hammer or whatever. But that song's about yeah. like being like a socialist, like sharing wealth and and I think uh Bob Marley does the same thing where he's mm-hmm. talking about love and stuff, but he's talking about like you gotta like fight to make the world more loving. Like that's your goal as a human on earth, kind of.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean he was a huge advocate for the peace movement. You know, he was always fighting for the plight of the common man of, you know, the poor, you know, he was, he was very much an advocate. And I think if you just came in to, you know, completely uh, not knowing anything about him and just got this record, I don't know if that would come across as much, which is unfortunate, but you would still get, like we're saying, you'd still get hints of that. And and hopefully it would make you want to dig deeper into, into his more political song and music, Mm -hmm. you know? But we can get into some more background here.
0: Um, yeah, let's hear some history. Oh, Adrian, I would say this album was a reminder. This is a top-tier barbecue album. Oh, shit, yes. Like, totally. Queuing it up, having a kicker at the house, getting some beers on a hot day. Throw this on, dude. People will be like, what? Bob Marley Legend, that's kind of corny. But then I guarantee you, they'll be like, oh, wait, no. All these songs are great.
1: I Yeah, and like the... The the ordering and the the um, the programming on this is pretty well done. There's only a couple of really more up tempo songs. It's mostly mellow, so it's perfect music for kind of just relaxing. For yeah, for cooking, for being around other people, and and just you know having a good time. It really yeah. it really is. But let's just get a little bit more into the specifics here. So <clears throat> the album pulls from seven of Bob Marley and the Wailers albums, as I mentioned. Those albums were released between 1973 and 1983. The various tracks were produced by Marley and the Wailers themselves, along with Steve Smith, Chris Blackwell, who is the founder of Island Records, Errol Brown, and uh, one song by Lee Scratch Perry as well. They were recorded at various studios, including Island Studios and Lyceum Theater in London, uh, at Tough Gong Studios, Harry J, Dynamic Sound, and Randy Studios in Kingston, Jamaica as well. It was released on May 8th, 1984 by Island Records. And uh, it was a huge monster hit for them. Um, yeah.
0: If you also, if you want to get into reggae, just go find a comp that says like Randy's Studios or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, know, yeah. Tough Gong, like hits of Tough Gong, or whatever. There's, It's a good way to get into reggae. Follow the studio. Uh, it, yeah. I, I mean,
1: reggae and the sub genres of reggae, whether it's dub or you know dancehall. It's very much uh, record label driven in a lot of ways. So you'll find a lot of great singles and stuff if you just dig into, like, Trojan Records, for example, is one of the big ones as well. Um, I love. The, the compilations that they've put out, you know, they also put out actually a Christmas reggae uh, album. That was,
0: I think I've heard good. that. Yeah. It's really good. good. Yeah.
1: But uh, getting back to legend uh, the album contains all 10 of Marley's top 10 UK hit singles, plus three songs, including the three original Wailer members that is Bob Marley, Peter Tosh and bunny Livingston, as we mentioned. Um, and those th- songs are stir it up. I shot the sheriff and get up, stand up. The cassette release, which is what the Spotify track list follows, includes two bonus tracks or extra tracks, Punk Reggae Party and Easy Skanking. And it has subsequently been released with a lot more bonus tracks and video footage. I don't know if you dug into any of that stuff. There's like a lot of demos and live things. And, and
0: uh, No, I haven't heard the Expanded.
1: I didn't really dig into that either, but but you know I might after this because I, it'd be interesting to hear some of the the more kind of rougher versions of these songs. I know a lot, of, a few of these were re-recorded versions of older tracks as well, um, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see how they've, uh, they've progressed and, they progressed.
0: Um, they kind of like rock and roll them up a lot. Yeah, add a guitar solo, make it more kind of rock and roll.
1: Yes, exactly. Something that was more ska oriented would be they kind of plus it up. Or not plus it up, but they, they'd kind of transform it into a more full-blown pop rock song, for sure. Legend peaked at uh, has peaked at number five on the Billboard 200. It is Bob Marley's highest charting album in the US, and it is the second longest charting album in Billboard history, with a chart run of 2,165 non-consecutive weeks, which is incredible. Um, the only record that it is surpassed by is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, which is at Two two thousand one hundred and sixty-six weeks. So So, just one
0: week. So folks, let's try to let's get legend trending on Twitter. Let's (laughs) knock off Pink Floyd. (laughs)
1: Yeah, let's catch up to those. Uh, those, but British. it's funny,
0: it's those two records because it's like, yeah, every year some teenagers started smoking weed, so it's like, yeah, I'll get in <laughs> I'll get *Dark Side of the Moon*, I'll go roll some joints.
1: I know, totally, and hopefully now we'll start picking up like Kate Bush and shit, since all that's popping off now. Metallica, Metallica, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks. And we get this, Things. We, we need to get this podcast on *Stranger Things*, dude. Blow
1: up. <laughs> I don't think they had podcasts in uh, 1986. But as of the July 26, twenty twenty two issue of Billboard, the album has spent seven hundred and thirty eight non-consecutive weeks on the Billboard two hundred chart, which is the big, the big mama chart, the you know the the top dog of, of them basically. So yeah, it's been a huge, huge hit, and it's been a huge hit for a long, long time. As of December of twenty seventeen, it has sold twelve point three million copies in the U.S. since nineteen ninety one, according to SoundScan. Which uh, makes it the ninth best-selling album of the SoundScan era, which is uh, 1991 till now. When they sort uh, they started tracking in 91, the RIAA has certified the album for 15 million copies, including those sold before 1991. So, uh, quite a few copies of this out there in circulation in the UK it has been certified 16 times platinum, where it's the 16th best-selling record of all time with sales of 3.38 million copies, Damn. and. As of April 20, 20 uh, 2012, the album has sold 25 million copies worldwide. So, again, a huge global phenomenon type record, you know, as you're saying, it's in, in league with Michael Jackson. It's up there yeah. with, with these huge, huge artists, Prince, you know, yeah. these world-renowned artists.
0: Which is why I think you can kind of sleep on it. Where you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. it's a huge greatest hits record. And then you listen to it, you're like, oh, no, this is like kind of perfect.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, I'll get into it more when we, we start diving into the tracks, but even the inclusion of the bonus tracks, like they're not... Because sometimes that stuff can be like, okay, this is kind of a throwaway. They just pad it out to fill time. But the two tracks here are actually really good. So they, they did they did put some care into this as com- compared to like the Eagles one where it seems like the band was not really into it and, and the record company kind of took over. I think here... Island Records, and I think Chris, um, what's his name, Chris uh, Blackwell, uh, did a good job of kind of overseeing it uh, and making sure that, you know, it was, um, the tracks that were chosen were, were a, a nice mix and also kind of the strongest material in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of pop song craft. So even though it received generally positive reception, as we mentioned, and, and as we mentioned in the reviews, the album has been criticized for focusing on, you know, Marley's less political tracks. Uh, I have a couple of excerpts here. I have an excerpt and a quote about this. So in 2014, the Phoenix New Times David Acamazo wrote, Dave Robinson, who constructed the tracklist for Legend, said that the tracklist for Legend deliberately was designed to appeal to white audiences. Island Records had viewed Marley as a political revolutionary, and Robinson saw this perspective as damaging to Marley's bottom line. So he constructed a praise hits album that showed just one face of the Marley prism, the side he deemed most sellable to the suburbs. If you're looking for a mass market appeal to secular progressive America, you don't include songs that invoke collective guilt over the slave trade, nor do you address the inconvenient truth that the bucolic Jamaican lifestyle of reggae, sandy beaches, and marijuana embraced by millions of college freshmen exists only because of the brutal slave trade. The songs on legend offer just a brief glimpse into his music. The definitive album of the most important reggae singer of all time is a hodgepodge, collection of love songs, feel good sentiment, and mere hints of the fiery activist whose politics drew bullets in the 1970s. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. spot on, you know, and as I did say just before that, like the track listing is, you know, pretty good, but it, it, yes, it is mainly focused on one side of him and you get those, those, yeah, just the briefest hints of, of the, the kind of more fiery yeah. revolutionary uh, underneath the surface um, reggae I mean, yeah.
0: can get sanded down to like what he's saying just oh this is music you get high on the beach to and it's like yes. all sunny good vibes which you know you listen to reggae it's not at all what most reggae is no no. No,
1: the music itself and the themes are often very political and very. But then I think you
0: know. also sometimes like you get those like white boy reggae bands. All they oh, want to embrace is like the spirituality, and they take it yeah. too seriously. They go the other way where it's like this has no. I can't dance to this. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it still's got to like get you going a little bit. You got to have a little balance.
1: Yes, exactly. And this record could could use some of that i mean it, it's it's well put together but i wouldn't complain if there was a couple of his more politically active songs for sure i mean we gotta you gotta remember he he is a guy who was he had an assassination attempt you know he yeah. he, he was he was nearly killed for for being so outspoken and being so true to his political beliefs you shot.
0: know yeah didn't he famously he got shot and then he like played like the next day or something
1: yeah i think he even I think the story even is that he still had parts of the bullet in him yeah, or something like that. You can watch
0: that video, the footage of it. This yeah, part of it, And he points to like where he got shot like three times or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, that's incredible, you know?
0: Um, yeah. It's so crazy. But now it's like, yeah, if you just listen to legend, Bob Marley is like a safe artist where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. the mom who, you know, sneaks away and takes a little puff of weed from time to time. <laughs> can like listen yeah. to with like, yeah no guilt whatsoever of like oppression of like black culture and stuff appropriation and stuff like this i know i mean it's it's hard
1: because you know the culture is so it's so driven by whitewashing all of this horrible history but a lot of the music that we love and a lot of the things and and the pop the stuff in pop culture that we love is Derived from you know this horrendous thing that happened to to you know millions of people and it's it's you know it's easy to forget that when it's so detached but you have to understand like this is it's an, especially for Bob Marley's me like it's indelible like the you know the history of Jamaica is such a key part to uh, to him to Rastafarianism to to the you know the history of the 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 world I mean um you know we can get into british colonialism and all that shit but it's it's just to 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 not have more focus on that is definitely doing a disservice to to bob marley and and to his fans and to people who yeah. who listen to him because he that's was a huge aspect of who he was and yeah. um
0: true kind of revolutionary
1: yeah and, like it's and, one thing
0: to, if you're like a middle-class white dude singing folk songs that have yeah. like a political mess, that's fine and dandy and helps, but like you ain't going to get, Bob Dylan's not going to get fucking shot by like a government officials.
1: No, no, he's not. But getting back to the, to finish off here, uh, I have another little quote. Um, this is from 2015 where the uh, British journalist Vivian Goldman wrote when uh, he does get played on the radio it's the mellow songs, not the angry songs that get hurt. The ones that have been compiled on albums such as legend. And like, yeah, that's true. You're not going to hear the more political stuff on the regular radio, you know, maybe on a college radio station or something. But even then, like, it's probably going to be leaning more towards his more feel good stuff, which, you know. Or,
0: yeah. Or if it's not the, like, could this be love or is this love stuff? Like you maybe hear Exodus or something, mm -hmm. which is. You know, has more kind of like a religious connotation rather than like overtly political. I mean, they well, both go hand in hand. But. Yeah,
1: it's tying kind of black, you know, black oppression with with uh, the oppression of the Jews in the Bible, and you know, he, he, he obviously that's another aspect of Bob Mario that that gets yeah. misunderstood or 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 whitewashed is his spirituality as well. Cause that did play a huge part into his music and his life. Um, and I think actually that was probably one of the reasons that the, the whalers themselves split up. I think Tosh and, and bunny whaler both said that they didn't want to keep going as the whalers because they, I think the quote was something like they didn't want to play freak clubs, which whatever that means, because it went against their Rastafarianism. So, yeah, I think you know,
0: sick of like the rock and roll crowd probably. Yeah,
1: exactly. The white, the white crowd, which I, I, you know, I can totally understand that. But just to to top it off here, the album ranked forty six in the aforementioned Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. That's on the original 2003 list. It maintained that in the 2012 revised list, but it dropped to number 48 in the 2020 list. Damn, Uh, took a hit. (laughs) Yeah, it dropped two. Uh, probably knocked it
0: off like arcade fire funeral or something
1: probably or i mean (laughs) 2020 probably like Billie eilish or something like that i'm sure (laughs) which nothing against i didn't even realize they
0: made a 2020 list i gotta check that out yeah, for some reason, I, I always buy like the 500 greatest album.
1: It's a nice issue, it, <laughs> it's a fun thing to read, and it, it, yeah. it you know it's good for, for conversation and stuff. And it, it they, they have done a better job, I think, in recent years of including more because I think yeah. that was one of the big criticisms of the original list is that they didn't include a lot of world music and a lot of like non white rock. In, uh, and they would music. have
0: like six Beatles albums in the top 10. Everything. Yeah. Right. It was like, come on, give it a rest.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I understand, but yeah, we, there needs to be a deeper, more, a, a more, more uh, of a breadth here of, of stuff.
0: One night me and Caleb and uh, I think it was Jen and Edward. We, I had the magazine, the 2012 one. Yeah. And we went and listened to like the first track of, almost every single album on the 500 so it was like 500 songs and you had the game was you had to judge it just on the opening track like yay or nay yeah then we would like circle the ones that we liked and the ones that were out that's pretty, pretty good it was a fun game
1: i mean that's a good experiment because like if that opening track is not a banger it's hard to, to get into the rest of the, yeah. the album
0: and if you have an album that's being considered for the top 500 the first track is usually like going to be a banger probably for the most part it kind of has to be
1: or it should be it should be or at least captivating enough to to keep you listening you know
0: no table setting flip that table over (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah so what's next on the show usually we hear from caleb our host in exile
1: often baby Maybe
0: have we had had an update on his voice memo or is he joining us?
1: I think we're going to get him. We're going to have him join at some point. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll put a marker. We'll put a marker here and we'll, uh, we'll bring him in when we can.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, usually we kind of do things different on this, on these episodes. We're going to do like a track by track breakdown. Did we want to do like, maybe, I don't know, history or our personal stuff. What do we usually do?
1: I think last time we did do kind of a brief personal background with these with uh, with the record which you know we can do that now I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll start it off so I mean obviously Bob Marley has been is a huge artist obviously I've, I've heard been listening to him since I was a kid you know if you listen to the record or to the I'm sorry if you listen to the radio at any time in the past you know 40 years 50 years 40 years you, you're going to hear him on on there so I was familiar with a lot of these songs before Um, when i was you know younger but it wasn't really until i was a teenager and probably this record or i think it was i got this record and exodus right around the same time and you know listening to those these two records it just like opened me opened my eyes to a lot of um uh-oh oh oh, we have movement we have movement um but it opened my eye it opened me up to a lot of to, to reggae music in general, you know, because before
0: then, the stuff that oh, I was oh, she's back, Wait, <laughs> daddy's home. Caleb, hang on one second. Adrian, finish your thought, real quick.
4: Um, no, this is
0: perfect that. timing.
1: Perfect timing. Yeah. The uh so before <laughs> the stuff that I was listening to that would be reggae, aren't it? it would be shit like you know, Three Eleven or whatever the fuck else was popular at the time? Sublime. Um, so this really helped me get into like the deeper,
0: more rad Bradley
2: yeah
1: Bradley got me got into like the actual deeper true reggae and and ska and stuff like that but yeah no what about you what about what was your kind of history with
0: with Bob my history goes way back all you got to do is look at my senior photos (laughs) graduated high school and I was wearing a Bob Bob Marley Marley shirt dude and my grandma had that like hanging in her living room for years no correct me if I'm wrong though
4: the story of that is Weren't you like across town, like drinking tall cans or something? And then mom called and she was like, You got to do because
0: I think I was hanging out with you guys in that picture. We I think you were buds, and I, I was like drinking some tall cans. And then mom was like, Dude, you need to be at this place in like an hour like
2: reflection. It was Esco bars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a yeah.
4: reflections. Was Shout out.
0: Like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So yeah, I'm a little got a little squirrely.
4: Spoiler um, alert. I was also high in my senior
0: pictures. As well.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was not um, cop that day or something,
0: but yeah, Bob Marley. I definitely had the legend double CD. You know, it's just something you always had. Yeah. And I always liked him. but it was, it wasn't, uh, I'd say in the last 10 years, I've really dove deep onto reggae as much as I can. There's so much of it, you know, um, but reggae is like, the genre that I listen to kind of like maybe the most these days recently. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I kind of like sleep on Bob Marley, you know, the, some would say the, the best of all reggae artists every sometimes I have to like remind myself like, Oh yeah, this guy's great.
1: It's very easy to
0: cause he's very, he's overrated in a way or. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, underrated, you can't say he's underrated. No, like you can't such say he's a world underrated.
4: legend. You could definitely say he's a poet and a prophet, though.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Well,
1: okay, perfect. How, how about you jump in, Caleb, with some of your your history and your thoughts on uh
4: on Bob? Yeah.
0: And we're back with Caleb. Hey, what's up?
4: You guys want to hear my Bob Marley impression real quick? <laughs> Please <laughs> uh... God, no. are we gonna do that?
2: Kick I... him off the zoom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah uh i don't think that'll work for us
0: okay um, yeah
4: you're right or <laughs> yeah or more you don't want to get that. uh um,
0: adrian brody just do uh, your do your chet hanks for us
4: uh, <laughs> that's fine all right so what's are uh, what's we still the in prompt, white boy summer or
0: is it still white boy summer it's always white yeah
4: boy it's summer. white boy summer part two <laughs> um so what's here i came in late hey everyone i'm back
0: caleb just give your your thoughts on bob marley on the yeah. album uh, yeah, Bob Marley, Marley the it
4: prophet, yeah. I mean, I mean, this album looms large, honestly. Like classic, you know, like five CD visor kind of thing. But also, like
0: <laughs> you're making all the old the references we just made. In the last, yeah, yeah, I know.
4: I know. Sorry, no, I came keep in going. Oh, no, it's good. That's it's also good. like your moms and your dads had this too. It was mm-hmm. like cross generational and shit, and um. I was just listening to it and man it's fucking it's really good. Like that dude knew how to write fucking songs. And he knew how to bridge like you know like reggae with kind of like pop music and just like make really really good songs and everything. So I mean it's yeah, it's kind of an unfuckwithable you know kind of set of songs and everything and um yeah, reggae, like with, you know, it's like the older I get, the more I really, really, really enjoy reggae. And the more I know how to like where to look for it, you know, and like what to like how to like find the good shit and everything. And I get this like sensation every time I listen to really good reggae. I'm just like, why don't I always just listen to reggae? Why am I not just like a pure reggae guy?
0: You know, why like go dreads, dude. You got yeah. <laughs> should i do that
1: yeah dude you can be the crunchy dad with the white dreads
0: yeah man oh
4: yeah dude. i love a white dad with dreads that's like <laughs> why it's kind of are, my aspirational
0: i have a question for you guys why are people that would consider themselves like neo hippies reggae fans anyways you know it's like why are they t- it's just is it just weed
1: but, yeah i think the
0: because I think like that's it's the, not the like if if you're trying to be like there. i'm a neo hippie you'd be listening to i don't know psychedelic rock and folky music all the no, time no that's
4: that's the fucking thing though with quote-unquote like mass market hippies they don't listen to psychedelic music they listen no, they to listen shit. to black music yeah or, or <laughs> totally or shitty white music or shitty white music, music that rips and off even, black music yeah and they don't listen to freaky white people music like they don't go deep enough it's like, just
0: safe like they can't have any bad vibes that's why grateful dead is what they are they're like the safest version of psychedelic yeah, it's just and like soul the most or... limp
4: dick fucking shit grateful dead has
0: a fair amount of reggae roots reggae in their repertoire don't they too they wish they did they do, but they don't they do know have how to some, groove yeah.
4: they have like absolutely no fucking like funk to them or anything
0: but anyways back to bob Taylor.
4: yeah back to bob <laughs> As Bob, as I like, do you guys already do that trope? Oh yeah, yeah. we decided.
0: Okay. It's <laughs> all Bob all time. You can refer yeah, to him as uh, Bob, brother Bob, or Uncle Bob.
4: Okay, cool. <laughs> oh no, Robert. I call him Robert personally, but yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like Bob Marley's your first four way foray into reggae. You know, like that's it's kind of end all and be all in that regard, and but he's like one of those guys. It's just like, he's the most surface kind of like reggae artist, but he encompasses everything about the genre. That's fucking great. You know? So even if you just only listen to that, you still kind of get it. And it's still like really solid fucking songs and really solid musicianship and really a solid view into the fucking movement, you know, at large. And, um, Yeah, so, like, he's kind of one of those, like, guilt-free listens, you know, like, say you listen to, like, whatever, The Beatles or Stevie Ray Vaughan or whatever kind of, like, you know, big bands, and you're like, well, I'm not really doing my due diligence, and I'm not getting into this kind of, like, genre of music deep enough, but with, like, reggae and Bob Marley, it's, like, you should go deeper, but even if that's your, like, Window into it, you're doing really good. You know, what I mean, like you're fucking like, yeah, you're set the up. Hits are like, pretty quality. It, yeah, just yeah. the hits are fucking phenomenally good. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. If this is the if this is the only reggae record you own, like that's this is like one of those definitive ones that just yeah. like encompasses so much about the genre. I mean, obviously, yes, we're missing, and we, Caleb, before we were talking about how. A lot of his political stuff is missing from this intentionally so for for marketing reasons right so you don't get that aspect of of reggae music which a lot of it is kind of revolutionary Mm -hmm. but you know you get you get all of the other aspects of it the spirituality you know the 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 positivity you know the focus on on peace and and love and and kind of uh you know just positivity in general and so I think yeah, if this is the one that you you own, like that's that's completely okay. And I think hopefully you would make you want to dive deeper into not only you know Bob's music, right. and the Ray and the Whalers' music, and and you know their solo music as well, Tosh, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Whaler, but um, into the genre and into the subgenres, whether it's dance hall or dub or any of the various permutations of, of all of that, you know. It's, it's just yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's just a perfect introduction to to a whole world of of, you know, black music and and uh, Jamaican music.
4: Yeah, like, totally. Um, and I mean, there's one thing with this album, like our greatest hits collection. That is, as you all know, as our listeners and you all know, went to Humboldt State where Bob Marley second to fucking uh, Brad, you know, Brad and his band. Um, there's like the biggest, uh, Brad, Brad's Bradnell from Sub- <laughs> Sublime. it's mm-hmm. like, that's like the two band you listen. And like one band just grates on you over time and really makes you hate them and hate everything they represent. But then the other band I heard all the time up there, you know, like kind of like makes you more stoked. And you're like, you know, I get this, this is fucking great. This is phenomenal, you know? And and yeah, you heard a lot of it, and but then you just heard kind of like people take the wrong fucking lessons from it, you <laughs> know. And then they're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to Bob Marley, but I'm also gonna fucking sing in a fake patois, like I'm also gonna yeah. like, yeah, be like, oh, his politics mean they're we're all just oppressed, like we're all just like, you know, I smoked weed, he smoked weed." I could get arrested for smoking weed. So we're like on the same footing with him. Like he has the same material fucking, uh, you know, upbringing that I did, you know, it's like people learn all the wrong lessons and shit. So like for years, I was like, not turned off to like Bob Marley or reggae, but I was turned off to like Bob Marley and reggae fucking fans, like super fans, you know? But the thing is like, they learned all the wrong lessons. I didn't, you know, (laughs) like, not to sound like an elitist or whatever but
1: no i think it's easy for to just have that surface understanding of what's going on with the music and what he stood for especially if you really just know him from this record and uh you know posters on on dorm room
4: walls um you know or or... ask okay i'm gonna do a little impromptu top five top five bob marley posters go
0: Soccer one, soccer yeah. one, the soccer one. This
4: one's obviously a top for sure. Yeah, just the album cover legend. Yeah, uh,
1: I like I liked anyone where it's him and like a lion or him and like
4: you know mm-hmm. like um, the oh African it's like his dreads going to the lion man. Yes, like that exactly. one with the with the Rastafarian colors. That one's good. I think there's one that's like song titles and lyrics that like make uh like a like um oh. like a mosaic yes. or whatever of him. Yeah,
0: I definitely had. Right? One in my dorm room at Santa Cruz, which is also a reggae heavy town. Go banana slugs. Um, but it was uh, like one of those, it wasn't a poster, it was like a like a fabric, like tapestry, tapestry, tapestry. And we Shut put out. it over our the ceiling light so he kind of like glowed. <laughs> and it was yeah. the one with like the young Bog Marley where his dreads aren't quite so big yet and he's kind of smiling, like looking up, like, yeah, like that. With his hands like by his
4: face. this is the audio medium, no, yeah. <laughs> People will know what I'm talking about
0: <laughs> wearing like a white button up collar, and he's like, ee. He's doing like jazz hands almost.
4: Oh, yeah, he's like, Yeah, he's like leaning kind of forward, forward, yeah. yeah, 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 classic.
0: Um, and then the one where he just has the fucking giant joint, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, any any time, any picture of. Him, strip smoking the spliff is gonna be classic.
0: A, do you remember a, when people would refer to a big ass joint as like a Bob Marley joint?
1: Oh yeah. Do people, the kids, do that still? What? No,
0: I don't think. I don't think kids are smoking weed like that anymore. Joints are like old man. You're like an old man. <laughs> That's joint. true. Uh,
1: it was the Bob Marley or the Cheech and Chong joints. Those are the two I remember.
0: <laughs> the pinners, dude.
4: Um, yeah. uh, Shout the, out the pinners.
0: Yeah, yeah. The pinners over. Big pinners
4: over anything, dude. Because when you rip a pinner, you just God. get like, uh, you know, you lose your breath or whatever, and you can't kind of dizzy. So it adds get to a head the rush.
0: rush. Yeah, get-
4: <laughs> nice.
0: All right, Caleb, thank you for joining us. Oh,
2: Getting
0: yeah, my pleasure. With all those trenchant thoughts. Sorry if I'm a little, yeah, you might say you're from rusty. trench town with all those trenchant thoughts, you know. <laughs> Oh, nice. Um <laughs> nice segue. Trench, it's like Trenchant Town Rock, which is our reggae podcast. Spin off, uh, if you care to join us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um so now is the part of the show. Kev, I don't know if you're sticking around, but we're going to do a track by track breakdown of this bad boy. We're going to listen to all, what is it? 18 of these things?
1: It is uh, uh 16 eight,
0: 16 songs. We won't listen were... to them in their entirety, but we will no, talk yeah. about them. Ah, oh, I can't wait. This it's album gonna be- never gets old. It never gets old. None of these songs. It's almost impossible to play these songs out. Even though, I would say they do get played out sometimes.
1: <laughs> they do, but when you're really just digging in, like they they still they still slap like they're just
4: fantastic. oh they still slap so good. And I, this is gonna sound so fucked up to say, and like rest in peace, Bob. But the fact that he died early enough in the eighties like this shit is corny proof right Mm. because like if it would have, yeah he uh, never had like his
0: corny like rapping song but i don't know i always think caleb he could have been really good at like getting more into like samples because like like, hip-hop samples from reggae so much i think he could have transitioned
4: or just like no just the way that production of any music in the 80s like
0: I you know 80 yeah, fucking three
4: cool. beyond where it got super compressed and like, I don't know, just kind of those... thin sounding
0: you know but listen to those peter tosh albums who he didn't live very much longer than bob sure. marley either right. yeah but he got more into the later 80s and that shit fucking rules it's true
1: it's pretty good yeah i would think that bob marley would have been would have had enough taste and 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 to to use it properly but i i agree caleb i think the fact that it didn't hit that era makes it kind of feel timeless in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The it's production kind of like is a so... perfect
4: encapsulation of like yeah the golden true. era. Totally golden. Yeah. That's
1: a great word for this. The sound of this record, it just feels well, warm and golden.
0: Jamaicans don't fuck around with their production. No, yeah. I would say like no no, no reggae record ever sounds dated. Like it sounds new. It sounds urgent. It sounds like it was well. Made
4: it's like... a production forward genre. Yeah. Like. It's like people always talk about oh the beatles they had like the fifth beatles like george martin or like pink floyd or whatever it's really like, they used, mm-hmm. like they used like they used the studio as an instrument it was like nah the, that shit is well, the most for fucking
0: yeah jamaica for
4: fucking reggae dub dance hall all that shit like that is above and beyond and it also was influential on artists like the beatles like they heard reggae and they're
1: like oh shit like this is this is great. Like this is, and you know, obviously a lot of them pulled this is some of the worst aspects of it, but um, stones. They're like, let's go. We got,
0: to got a Jamaica. yeah,
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think, I think the production on, especially on, on all these tracks, which obviously a lot of these were singles. And luckily I think Spotify, if I'm not mistaken Spotify returns these to the full kind of album length versions. Yes,
0: they all go long, which is great cuz you can really drag out that groove like
1: it's yeah, it's not getting cut off for like the um cuz I think the original version of this had all of the single versions which were all, you yeah. know, shorter obviously. Faded out.
4: But yeah. That's the thing about, like, really good reggae songs is, like, like no reggae song is too long. Like, yeah. It's no. like, it could dude, be like if it's four 12, hours. if I'm... Yeah, like, like, I'm still with it. I'm I'm writing this out.
0: How about we take a break, and then we'll get into our track-by-track track. breakdown. Caleb, you sticking around?
4: I'll stick around for a little bit. I don't know if okay, I'm going right. to go through all 18 tracks. Maybe but... do
0: side A. Cool. All right. All right. I'll we'll be back. bye welcome back to whacker slaps presents superior slaps we got bob marley and the Wailers legend let's kick it off here side one track one is this love
1: is this love yes from kaya uh released in 1978 and this one was written by bob marley himself
0: And it's one of the first of the love songs on this album. Yeah, which
1: I think is like maybe half of them are like could be considered love songs or a good a good third of them are at least are love songs or mention love or about uh, about being in love. Uh, But I love this song. Yeah, go go ahead. But
0: uh, yeah, love is love is love. (laughs) Caleb, so is this love for you?
4: Yeah, that song rules. It's it's a lovely song, you know. I love this song. Is this love that I'm feeling? Yes, I am towards this song.
0: I want to know now. I, 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 you just can't help but like get this song in your head for like your whole life. Yeah,
4: it's a, it's like so upbeat and just fucking in the pocket.
0: It's one of the greatest love songs ever written.
1: Just and then just the feel and the vibe of the the song itself, too, is just pure. You feel love like radiating from it. Yeah, um, if
0: love was an instrument, he's for damn sure playing it on this.
4: <laughs> uh, love that's instrument, that's huh? <laughs> if you think uh, about it, Bob just played the love,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: tapped into the love. Man, he was also
0: a yeah. good guitar player and had a really good voice, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, fucking
0: sleep on Bob's guitar, dude.
4: No, there's a lot of great guitar lines throughout all of these songs. What's his axe? Like Les Paul, like the mini or whatever. It was like the junior.
1: Les Paul think, junior. Yeah, Maybe. I think he had the Les Paul. I think it was the. Was it the double cutaway?
4: F- I think he he used a double. Yeah, that's a good axe.
1: Yeah, wow. he, great tones too. Great, like the bass and guitar both sound incredible. Again, owing to you know jamaican style uh production but jesus like all the all these instruments sound just perfect uh, the rhythm section is in the pocket the you know everything sounds crisp and and layered perfectly and yeah and his vocals just over the over it all is just like man it's uh it's a great great song great vocal take great performance and it really it kicks open. it off in uh yeah and kind of um nails the vibe that they're going for with a record and and obviously it's you know the first of many love songs the first of many kind of good vibes good feeling songs all over the record so yeah and then one one little tidbit i i got background of this is that the video for it which was shot in london featured an early appearance or uh the very first appearance by naomi campbell who was uh seven years old at the time nice to yeah famous famous english jamaican uh naomi campbell
0: Famous phone thrower. Campbell. <laughs> hey,
1: man, we all get a little frustrated sometimes.
0: She earned it. Let her throw a phone <laughs> at your head. Who cares?
1: Um, but do we have a timestamp for this, or should we just. Uh...
0: Nah, do you got to. I think almost. Nah, just play the, the whole songs. Song. You got to play, play it. Play the all tippy, four minutes of the it. Jump.
1: All right. Well, here is Is This Love by Bob Marley and the Wailers from the tippy top. <laughs>
0: Caleb, you played your son this yet? No, no.
4: Yaro has not heard any uh, Paul Murray. He has a bunch of reggae. Like his record collection is mostly reggae at this point. Nice. But
0: I feel like I, it's a song you could sing, like bedtime song.
4: Yeah,
1: I think reggae is kind of is like it is kind of good kids music though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, some of the the themes and stuff obviously you can, would go over it, a little it's kid's warm. head. Like, but yeah inviting friendly you know feel good like, like positive
4: kind of like repetitive you know like right yeah
2: uh, let's, let's hear let's, a little more of that
1: yeah let's get a little deeper in here is about halfway through the song With the killer background vocals throughout head, this uh record we as well it. yes I mean, how can you not
4: like that? Yeah, no, that's like, just like, yeah, that's pure.
1: Ear candy, man. Just yeah. sweet, yeah. good, and yeah, f- feels good. All
0: right, let's yeah. go This on. is
4: love that I'm feeling to answer his question. Yes. Yes, Bob. Yes.
0: All right, let's do track two. No Woman, No Cry, alive oh. song, which... i I don't know if it's even a gripe but i i I would say like they could have put this song last or something like it's Mm. kind of weird to me to have like a second second song be live
1: it's interesting especially considering it's the only one i believe that's live i mean that's an
4: is it a pure live version or is it like studio version with like live well i think it's a live like layer or something comes from that live
0: album live exclamation point which is a a legendary live album. We should, should, should yeah. do
4: an episode about. Honestly, yeah.
0: they might have touched it up or something. They but may this, be overdubbed,
1: but I don't know. It doesn't. It sounds pretty crisp and clear. Like it sounds like yeah. a, a a live performance. So I, I, there might be overdubs or they may have sweetened it up. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just straight from straight rip from that performance, which. Um, I'll let you go ahead and know in a second, but it was oh, recorded yeah. okay. at the Lyceum Theater in London uh, on 17th of July, 1975. So almost exactly, uh, what, 40, 42 years ago? It's pretty
0: wild. Sounds like it was recorded yesterday, man.
1: Yeah, so what uh, you were going to say
4: something? No? 47. 47. I um, oh, grew yeah, up 47.
0: listening to the shit out of the Fugees, the uh, Clef Jean um uh, mm-hmm. cover of this song off the yeah uh, right off of the score the fuji's album and i listened to it today and that song rules too it, it adds like a break break beat to the to the that runs through the whole thing and then the way why clef jean sings it sounds it's a studio track but it sounds he gets that live kind of Vibe and enthusiasm to his vocal performance. It's a good song. He switches up some of the lyrics. What's he say like, in the government yard in Newark? Or does he say... He says Brooklyn. Brooklyn but yeah, I they're mean, from New York, right?
4: Newark. Yeah, they're New Jersey,
0: right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, any thoughts or...
4: He's my favorite uh, Woodstock 99 performer by <laughs> far. <laughs> he, burns, uh, he tries to burn the guitar. That was cool.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, one other thing about this is that the songwriter, it's credited to Vincent Ford. Um, It is believed to be written primarily by by Bob Marley, but a songwriting credit was given to Vincent Ford, who was a friend of his that ran a scoop kitchen in Trenchtown. So uh, that allowed him to get royalty payments, which allowed that soup kitchen to continue. So
0: he was doing a favor for his pal there. What a great form of charity, like more songwriters should do that. Be like, Hey, you it's want like to like seed, make yeah. millions for like the rest of your life for your cause. I'll just give you a songwriting credit on this huge famous song. Yeah. I mean,
1: <clears throat> this, yeah, and again, another huge hit for, for the band. And um, I think the original version, I, I haven't listened to the original one in a long time, but I think it has like a, an early use of drum machine, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember if that's, yeah, the I think you're right. Uh, it's, a, it's a little different from this version, which is much more organic feeling and, and good. But uh yeah, let's let's dive in. Should we do it from uh let's try about a minute in uh for, yeah. for this one here? You'll get you'll get some of those live vibes here. So here is No Woman No Cry by Bob Marley and the Wailers.
3: No woman, no cry. No woman.
1: So good. The I think he Chris. he mentions porridge as well. Sorry Caleb, not to interrupt there, but he mentions porridge which was his favorite meal.
0: Nice.
1: Um so go ahead
4: Caleb. I just said like that's one of the songs that's like it's so weepy, you know, like you just like mm. you sing along and like fuck. It's just yeah, it's, it's the, affirming because it it's it's from struggle, you know. It's a it's, it's not, a sad
0: song, but then yeah. he, he finishes it with the refrain of everything's gonna be all right. So he like he's like I'll still which it's it's an aspiration. Right like yeah.
4: it's not like everything is all right, positive thinking this like now, everything is gonna be all right because we've gotta fucking make it all right, you know. Right. Yeah. We have each yeah.
0: other and we can it's not
4: delusional, it. it's like, yeah, it's like yeah.
0: Nah, it's fuck. also one of those songs that song so, always
4: gets me. Mm-hmm. yeah it
0: does and it's, but it's also one of those songs that's like so simple and so you see a lot of like you'll see some dude like on the street covering it like a mm-hmm. usually like a white guy with like a guitar and you're like please stop please stop it's like everything's been all right
4: bro <laughs> for you
1: yeah <laughs> Every I mean all of these songs I think have been covered extensively. Um uh, oh, some, yeah. some more famously than others, but for sure, like these a lot of these are coming out of dorm rooms or yeah, buskers on this the subway platform or whatever are gonna play these tracks. Where
0: sure. is the part where it kicks in with the everything's gonna be all right?
1: Let's see if I can get to end? it. It's towards the end. I think it's around here. Let me let me see if I can get to it. Hopefully we'll uh, we can get
0: to that part because and I wonder is that a homage to uh Howlin Wolf? The, or yeah, is it how the everything everything gonna be all right? Oh moment? maybe.
1: Uh I well because I know they were very heavily influenced by um American RB and yeah. uh and uh and, and and blues music. So yeah, here, here let's try to get a little bit of that that refrain here. Let's see. So I've got I think it's a little further
0: here. Hold on. It does it, has a great where he just lets the audience be the uh, back background vocals basically.
2: Hmm. Let's see.
0: Got a little noodling on the guitar there.
1: uh well
2: let's
0: see i'm trying to try to so good yeah well we don't have to hear it but you know what i'm saying yeah i can't find it but um we'll lift, it, light the fire light
1: so yeah but another another great track and Definitely a kind of a a happy crying kind of song, you
0: know? Yeah. Um, All All right, right. moving on. Let's go on to track number three, Could You Be Loved.
1: Could You Be Loved from Uprising, uh, released in 1980. Another Bob Marley written track. This one is, uh, you know, probably one of his most famous songs, I would say. Um, Yeah. Most popular songs. It's certainly up there in terms of uh, plays yeah i I love this song it's one of probably the first songs i heard by him maybe but i've always loved the the guitar riff and um the clavinet and then the the brazilian cuica or cuica suica i I don't know how to say that yeah
0: that's that little yes you
1: hear it all over bossa nova songs and stuff but it just adds such a nice little a little piece of detail that that really when it is combined with like the 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 just amazing bassline and the rest of the music and the clavinet uh, and stuff. It's just
0: Funkadelic like, uses it quite a bit in their catalog. Yes,
1: yes, and you know it. It's it's kind of like it sounds almost like a bird or something. It's it's yeah. very specific, but um, but yeah, killer.
0: You have in your notes here, Agent Killer bassline, which yes, very one of the best basslines ever.
1: Yeah, and then it, this was written on a plane in 79 while the whalers were jamming on the guitar. And you can kind of tell that it has kind of that feel of like a, like a impromptu jam or
4: something. It's still you know? awesome being that plane. I know, right?
1: <laughs> How smoky was that plane, first of
4: all? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and second of all, just so imagine. We're, uh, we're going into some fog. Oh, never mind. That's coming from inside the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts before we dive in here? Any more thoughts?
0: No, it's great great song no I love that's song maybe why i wish this song though. was two, because then it would go from is this love could could you be loved? maybe that's why they separated it a little variety cool
1: all right well here is could you be loved by bob marley and the whalers let's go from about 45 seconds in oh, no. <laughs>
0: Little synth dude. That's sick. Mm-hmm. see that's the thing too. A lot of, like reggae can get reduced to like it's simple music. Yeah, they just ride a little stripped down, but it's like, no, it's not. It's like nah. extremely layered.
4: Yeah.
1: The textures of it is yeah. something that can be very intricate and very detailed and still have be quote unquote simple, you know.
4: I like how he's kind of aggro in this song. Like his vocal his delivery. Voice, yeah. he's, like he's fucking like, yeah, it's it's almost a little punk, proto-punk.
1: I agree. I was gonna say his voice has a nice, <clears throat> has a has a more not quite rat. It, it's a is there a texture to it that's a little bit more yeah. like you're saying? It's well, a isn't bit the more, grit. Um,
0: isn't yes. the message of the song? He's he's talking about like the evils in the world and like the evil that people do, and he's asking himself, could they even be loved? Is like, are they too far gone? These forces that are against me and my you know people and culture, right? We'll tear a little bit more. Here is from
1: about a little past halfway in the song. Here we go. We've got the say, I believe the backing is the i3s. Is that
3: right?
2: incredible performances all
1: around and yeah i think it i think it is the i3s who um there's three uh vocalists that backed him the women of which uh one of one was his wife right yeah god why am i blanking on her name rita uh uh rita marley rita marley yeah
0: some would say they're the three little birds which brings us to our track four
1: nice (laughs) Nice segue. nice three little birds
0: wait this is the song where they say everything's going Little they, say them right. they say it in both. They say it both. Yeah. Okay. So constant refrain.
1: I wonder if it is kind of a reference cuz I think No Woman No Cry was written a lot earlier. So maybe it is kind of a self-referential thing bringing it back.
0: Yeah. So track 4, Three Little Birds. Adrian, what is what's going on with this song? Um so this one, uh, again another groover,
1: um another optimistic song. There's a lot of optimism throughout this album. But the three birds, it could be, from what I've read, it could be a, either a reference to these, these birds that would visit Marley on his, at his house, which were like these colorful little canaries um, or something like that. Or it could be a reference to the aforementioned I threes, which he would often call his three little birds. I have a quote here from Marsha Griffiths, who was one of the I threes. And she says, after the song was written, Bob would always refer to us as the three little birds. After a show, there would be an encore. Sometimes people even wanted us to go back on stage four times. Bob would still want to go back and he would say, what is my three little birds saying? (laughs) So that's nice. It's a nice little, uh. little anecdote there
0: this is uh from exodus right 1977
1: yes Yes, thank you from exodus 1977 and once again a bob marley original yeah so caleb any thoughts on this one
4: just play it out bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice all right here is three little birds let's go from about the minute 20 mark here
3: Right. Rise up this morning smile with the rising sun. Three little birds, by my doorstep
0: sweet songs. you just picture the music video it's like him getting out of bed and like stretching just like oh <laughs> walking to his window Seeing split. the birds the little birds like fly onto his sleeve <laughs> They like put on his clothes for him, <laughs> like a uh, cartoon.
1: <laughs> throwing on his uh, his uh, denim on denim look, yeah.
4: Uh, which I to say, I was Jay gonna, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you brought that shit. up. That bro rocked the fucking chambray better than anyone. Most really, people yeah.
0: did. Jay Leno bit his style. Dude.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: oh man yeah the jean the jean jacket the jean the jean shirt and the jean pants like for sure he could
4: rock that yeah gym. it's iconic though with the chambray like the wrangler shirt. Yeah. so good you look, you look great um, bob
0: here's a little Very bit more good looking guy
1: he was yeah uh, i can see why he was beloved by so many uh, that's a guy that
0: hollywood probably threw some money at him like this guy's a star let's <laughs> see if you can sign him to a three-picture Dude, deal <laughs> no that's crazy he never made a movie like, I know, well, especially no, right. Jamaica Never did had any crossover shit with them. Yeah. Well, and Jamaica had that film industry going. Yeah, too. they did.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of nice gems. There's like good good solid gems from that era of Jamaican um uh, films but uh i was gonna say yeah he 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 was also charismatic as fuck like if you listen to if you if you watch interviews or whatever like he's always you're just enthralled by him talking you know he's very smart yeah. intelligent guy obviously like
4: 14 fucking 15 kids yeah right
1: exactly so <laughs> <He's a> charmer <laughs> but anyway here's a little bit uh let's let's finish it off here with a little bit from the end of three little birds by bob marley and the whalers bob. I think a part of the reason why people will get so whitewashed and stuff is because of lyrics like that, unfortunately, which like, like, don't worry, be happy kind of thing, which I think is kind of missing the point of what he's saying. Right. It's not saying like literally like (laughs) ignore everything and then just kind of be mindlessly happy. He's saying like, like we've we've gone through these horrible things we've we've come so far as a people and like this is this is a time now to celebrate and to be with each other and to be
0: happy like, where do he's you guys stand on that? that what's his name bobby mcferrin <laughs> on yeah that, don't worry be a happy song i that's
4: yeah. a good that's a that's, good jam
0: dude. i like it song yeah. right was I mean,
4: that what commercial like was that part of it was, of, was like a rental car
0: thing wasn't it like Honey Nut Cheerios or something? I think it. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was food.
1: <laughs> but uh, but I like the song. I mean, it's obviously you hear it. It's been so overplayed and been, you know,
4: but I don't know. It oh, works man. for me still. I don't know what you mean though, dude. <laughs> no, like going like being at humble and seeing a bunch of like white kids, just like parodying like a like a fucking, you know, like somebody from an oppressed class of people like everything's going to be all right it's like Mm -hmm. yeah for you motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this is what that dude is talking about but like like you want to comfort yourselves with that fucking illusion go ahead go right ahead yeah well all right
1: it's one thing white people do well is uh, taking oppression from other peoples and making it about themselves so there you go Go, well you know
4: the Irish were slaves at one point (laughs)
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Moving on.
0: <laughs> Song number five of Bob Marley and the Wailers legend greatest hits. We got Buffalo Soldier.
1: Yes. Buffalo Soldier from Confrontation. The released in 1983. It was written by Bob Marley and Noel Williams, who was also known as King Sporty.
4: Another uh, Reiki artist. I just want to say the Bob Marley albums each Bob Marley album sounds like a good fucking hardcore band name. Yeah, Exodus, Confrontation.
0: Well, Isn't Exodus a metal band? <laughs>
4: yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. Are, aren't but... they Christian metal? Or...
1: No, Ex- or no, no. That's um, Barry that's Rash, baby. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of a different band. I think you're right? thinking
4: of Extol. Oh, maybe. Well, or, no, not Extol. It was a different... Norwegian uh, Christian
0: hardcore. Yeah. So, yeah, you got Uprising, Burning. Catch a Fire? I don't know if
2: that yeah. works. <laughs>
0: sounds, sounds like good hardcore bands to me. All right. Yeah. Buffalo Soldier. This song, came about saying how our dad would sing this quite a bit. And oh, Sing the Bob Marley Poet and a Prophet song as well. Yeah. But this is a song, too, I was telling Adrian earlier, that gets stuck in my head all the fucking time.
1: It's a great fucking song. I mean, very earwormy. Obviously, the title and the lyrics refer to The black cavalry regiments, the Buffalo soldiers, as they were known during the American Indian Wars, um, which Bob linked their fight for survival to the to black resistance and, you know, the modern struggle for survival for the black people.
0: And also, if you are interested in like our national parks history, the Buffalo soldiers played a big part in becoming like uh, guides to national park. That's what a lot of them did Mm -hmm. after the war.
1: No, I didn't know that. That's interesting cool um, and this is also uh, also kind of the first sort of overtly more political song I would say the other one's kind of more personal and there's a little bit of hints of politics there but not really this one's kind of the first where it's like okay this is this is an important theme of the song and the only other note I have for myself here is fucking horns baby because I love I love horns and
0: you know, horns are so good on this
1: it adds such a nice little bit of texture here
0: I'm so horny funny. for horns
1: yeah <laughs> It's just, so they're so good.
4: Uh, A good horn drop is the best.
0: I think we should hear this from the tippy, because it has that great intro. Okay, cool. It has like a rim shot.
1: Yeah, great drumming throughout this whole record, actually. Great rhythm section, obviously, but cool. So here is Buffalo Soldier from the Tippy Top by Bob Marley and the Wailers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
3: Buffalo soldier. Get like the rest. was a buffalo soldier.
0: And got a country tinge to it.
1: His yeah, his pronunciation and like the way he he pops certain words is just so so charming and good and like it's good good example of it on this record like every punctuation of like dreadlock rust like all of that little bit uh, that was yeah. a little ooh, that was a little borderline for me to say that but you know <laughs> yeah yeah watch it bro <laughs> like um but he really it just, it's just it's it gets tra- like I see why your dad's singing it because it is so fun to like you know um and and catchy and by the bad. way
4: our dad did not do a fake patois.
0: Like, no he would sing it like in his voice. he'd be like both he kept her responsible shoulder. but <laughs> <laughs> of
4: america. america america smoking a cigarette <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> drinking some more coffee uh, <laughs> um let's hear yeah a little... it's a great song and bob okay, marley yeah. spent like some of his earlier years living in the u.s too so Mm -hmm. he always had that perspective of like the american black
4: the new jersey right Yeah, worked at a tire plant or
0: something yeah right so i think he kind of like that taught informed him a lot when he went back to jamaica like oh shit like this stuff is going on everywhere colonialism and terrible practices against people that are black
1: yeah it's um it's kind of a universal unfortunately obviously as uh kind of a universal um experience for a lot of uh the black diaspora but okay so here's a little bit more of buffalo soldier before we move on from about the two-thirds into it buffalo
3: soldier
1: that's the bit that always gets stuck in my head is yes that, the why I, like the it's just horn stabs it's just so it's put together so well and it just performs like every bit of this
0: is that is, line is killer <clears throat> the fighting on arrival fighting for survival yeah, it's like, yeah. from the yeah. minute you're born dude it's like fuck.
1: i know right well, i mean it, from the minute you're born from the minute the you know the the slaves were hit the soil like all all of these things you know it's referencing is like it's incredible and in this fucking beautiful pop song you know this performed really well with fucking beautiful vocals it's just man
0: incredible all right what's next song number six i'll just say right now this is my favorite song on the album oh one of my favorite songs ever wow it is get up stand up
1: another great great song another great riff Another killer baseline. Wait, what um, are we getting up and standing up
0: for? Uh, I think F- refresh my memory. <laughs> a woman just left the restaurant and you have to rise from your chair. When was the last time uh, anybody did that? Like, oh, shoot, let me uh, stand up <laughs> real
4: quick. Let me get up, stand.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, shit, it's just, this country, fucking, especially what's going on now, we need to be getting up, standing up for our fucking rights. Jesus Christ. But again this is uh I love that the the guitar there's like a palm mute guitar that mirrors the bass line. it adds just such a nice little bit of texture. This song is from Burning their 1973 album and Another it was a good
4: hardcore band
1: name. <laughs> and Burning, too, not Burning, Burning. Uh, yeah, sure. Burning. And this was co-written by Bob Marley and Peter Tosh, uh, uh, which could explain guy, why I love it so Peter
4: much, Tosh. yeah. Who is this Peter Tosh guy I keep hearing about? Pretty good. <laughs> So
0: check him uh, out. You ever heard a little song called "Legalize It"? <laughs> oh, is that the song that's about the? You ever heard a little song called "Stop That Train"? I wanna get off. That's him, bro. <laughs> Dude, I kind of want to smoke some weed right
4: now. I don't know what it is. Oh boy! All right. So
1: Marley, he wrote this song while he was touring Haiti. But he was deeply moved by the poverty he saw there and the lives of the Haitians. Um, and this is according to his then girlfriend, Esther Anderson, which I can see being influenced by that and being influenced by, you know, another island nation that, you know, has struggled with uh, colonialism and, um, you know, poverty. So,
4: but the two of you know, the Cliff Sean.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Um, although uh, he has a little bit of a different history. Yeah, with being- isn't he like <laughs>
0: a despot?
1: <laughs> yeah, wannabe, want to be want to be despot. But, uh, the tune of the chorus here is based on the instrumental hook in Slipping into Darkness, yeah. by
0: yeah. I never which, knew that, and then you hear it, you're like, Oh, of course, and maybe that's why.
1: I by Gore, <laughs> yeah, Gore, yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, I, I didn't realize that either until I read it, and I was like, Oh, shit. of course, like you're saying, like, yeah, yeah it, it, you hear it as soon as you say it. Uh, if it's, you it's
0: think about verse. it, Gore war is like american reggae it truly is yeah like LA funk has a lot of reggae um yeah like there's a conversation going on there
4: the use of horns like multi-instrumentalist
0: groove kind of like war is one of my favorite bands of all time oh i
4: mean absolutely as mexican americans like if you don't it's
0: one of my first concerts at the san Maria fair and one of the first times i saw people just fucking smoking weed (laughs) right in the open
1: uh that's actually brings up something uh one of our friends she told me a story of um she told me that when she was a kid she got up on stage it might have been even around at the fair but um she got up on stage with war to sing this song get up stand up with war um nice
0: yeah
1: Um, probably there well i think maybe she said she was really young so probably like you know four or five or something like that
0: oh, okay i saw them like 98 or something yeah so
1: saw. so what well, but again you know war they, they're they definitely one of those bands that, that have come around the fair a bunch of times
4: we, we got to do an everyday music like fucking or the world is a ghetto the world is
1: a ghetto at some that's
2: point a, right that's Jeez. the one the yeah world is a yeah ghetto.
1: And then another couple more little tidbits here. This was the last song that Bob Marley ever performed on stage on September 23rd, 1980, shortly before nice he job. died. And um, it was also re-recorded by the other Whalers for their own solo releases, which I haven't heard Peter Tosh or Bunny Whalers version, but I'd be interested in hearing that. Uh, I'm sure they're killer as well.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: um, So, it. so yeah. Uh, yeah, let's hear this. This is just good, like, revolutionary standard right here. A classic.
1: What's uh, why don't we start this one from the tippy top again? Because it has another kind of classic intro. But here it is Get Up, Stand Up by the Whalers.
2: Oh, sounds like Shaft. <laughs> yeah. Stand
3: up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up stand up stand up for your right get up
0: stand up yeah that drum beat is like straight out of slipping into darkness very close let's let's try to get to some uh, of the chorus here see so we can uh, slip in.
1: but yeah here is a little bit more of get up stand up
3: sky take away everything and make everybody feel high
1: another kind of fiery passionate vocal take from from Bob here too which yeah. really pushes the song over the top.
0: Great song great great song I love to this happens a lot in music where he, he talks about God and being like a religious man. But like when he does it or like Stevie Wonder does it or like, you know.
4: Or DC Talk does it. No, so that's <laughs> not. Uh, Grant does it. <laughs> that's
0: what I was getting at. Like, it's like when it's why did contemporary kind of Christian music become like shitty rock music? You the know, because like, there's the such a tradition of like gospel that beautiful so many, music, so many music. musicians came out of church music. Singers, so many singers, too. Yeah, it's just weird to me how a lot of times it just like when he does does it, Bob Marley, it never sounds corny. It sounds like, oh, yeah, dude, I might fucking go back to church. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you
1: mean. Like he makes it sound like uh, empowering, empowering, whereas like the other stuff just
4: makes it sound
1: fucking oppressive. Well, <laughs> we all grew up Catholic and up you listen your, to fucking butt.
4: the religious music we grew up with is like the most depressing shit ever. It's just yeah. like jesus drips blood from his <laughs> butt you know it's just <laughs> we like
0: we'll know we, <laughs> we are christians,
4: christians. Bob. No, bob. No, bob. yeah
1: it's just oh, like most God, dour shit. Yeah. i mean there's singing little, in the some...
0: garden that's a bop
1: there there's some bops in there for sure some yeah.
0: Yeah. The I think sister,
1: Helen Shout out sister Helen. The bob oh yeah I'm, I'm sure yeah she's of that era for sure I heard what Sister was the Helen guy, She used to fucked. play the drum on
2: the guitar. <laughs> what was that, Jan? What? Hey, what? What the fuck did you
4: what?
0: I heard in 1980 <laughs> she was on a mission down in Jamaica and she she slept with Bob Dylan. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: You, oh, heard, no. you heard it
4: here first, folks. Oh boy.
1: I don't hope I hope you think has she passed? I hope she's not alive to hear this.
4: Yeah, shit. Sister Helen's still alive and kicking her like parents she retired no she retired
1: that's yeah. incredible wow She'd take
4: care of her parents who were like in their 100s <laughs> she was, one of those she was like
0: in her 80s she was a hippie wild
4: man. yeah okay mr uh, helmet shout out let's, let's uh, move
0: on song number seven steer it up oh. stir it up well, this darling. is probably my second favorite song this is a great song
1: yeah, I, I wrote here, it's a warm blanket of a song. Like, it just, it, you want to wrap yourself up in it. It's just such a positive, good feeling. Great groove. Killer There's, bottom end on this, too. Yeah,
0: the, the the guitar solo, which I believe got added later to make it mm-hmm. more, like, rockified. Mm-hmm. But this song, I would say, if somebody that, like, doesn't smoke weed and doesn't like smoking weed, but, like, wants to know how it feels like, I'd be like, just listen to this song, like, full volume. <laughs> You'll kind of get a little, you'll get the idea,
4: get a little contact Whoa, buzz, contact high, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and this track is from Catch a Fire, which was released in 1973.
0: That album and was Rules. written by
1: Bob Marley. Yeah, good, good record.
0: Good, that's good a record. great record because it's kind of half. It toggles between Bob Marley will sing one song and Peter Tosh will sing the the next. Basically, nice. it kind of switches off. The uh, what uh,
1: the Wolf Parade of the nineteen seventies, huh?
0: <laughs> That's a great, uh, great pool. Great Bob smoking a big old joint on the cover.
1: Oh, is that the one? Okay, yeah. All right, here is a little. Unless you had some thoughts here, Caleb. I'll just go ahead and get this queued I up, Let it rip. All right, here is "Stir It Up" by Bob Marley and the Whalers. This is about a third of the way in.
2: Woo-hoo.
0: Like slow dance with your lady. one of the greatest kind of love slow jams ever that Fantastic. rhythm section man and song is just fucking
4: it's so <laughs> so good. locked in yeah and then the
1: kind of um filtered guitar is over too just it's like the perfect texture and man just like another indelible song like you you put this on and you just feel fucking good an interesting thing with all these songs i've noticed is like we all can't help but move as soon as they start playing because they're just so good like you just your body just naturally is like oh this fucking rules like we gotta let's this let's start moving let's start grooving to it but anyways here is a little bit more of steer it up Use of that guitar solo, you're talking about
0: what's that called? That it that effect that they use is that like a phaser? Plange?
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I think that's more of a uh, a phase
0: oh, a phaser. One of the best uses of that,
1: it might be an envelope filter as well, but it, which Jerry first hey Adrian,
4: why don't you bit. uh walk us through Bob's uh, <laughs> Set up. pedal board, brother? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I mean, obviously a lot of wah pedal, a lot of uh, overdrive. Did you have
4: the wall that would had like the like the pedal that shaped like a flip
1: flop. <laughs> no, I think that didn't, that, I think he, uh, sadly, he didn't live long enough to see those being made, but, but yeah, you know, uh, a lot of these textures are just stuff that's, you know, always you can hear throughout reggae, whether it's the the kind of, you know, little palm mute guitar, the kind of, you know, the, the slightly overdriven sound, the, the um you know like the the the, yeah the phasing the the kind of filtering like all that stuff just such so key to making these productions sound the way they are and sound you know make the make it such a a specific reggae sound like just just fantastic
0: production is crisp without sounding corny it still is like deep exactly yeah all right let's move on song number eight it's a bonus track easy Uh, skanking
1: yeah and this is the the last track of side one here the first of the two bonus tracks this was as i think i mentioned earlier it was included on the cassette release first um another good vibes kind of song honestly this one i thought at first i was like oh no is this going to be kind of a throwaway because it's a bonus track but no it is another really really great song yeah Um,
0: really highlights the i3s yes this is I, almost I wrote, like their song
1: totally i wrote uh the the oh da 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 is such a great backing vocal
0: from oh, da, da, da.
1: and this is from uh kaya another one from kaya for, uh, from 1978 and it was written by bob marley and it might be inspired by his advocacy advocacy for the jamaican peace movement which if you uh look at the lyrics like yeah i can see that
0: i'm
3: when pro the last time jamaican
0: you guys ganked. <laughs>
4: Uh, Pretty recently.
0: Did <laughs> you do? you go to that slacker show the other day?
4: No, I just did it in my living room. Just you know, I will inspired. say like
0: ska is not always my jam, but the few ska shows I've been to, it's fun. It's a fun time.
1: You if you know take away everything else, you you well, you can say that ska is just fun. Like everything you will else, skank
0: by the night's
2: end.
1: No, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I. I don't think I ever have skanked maybe when when uh ska was big in this in the 90s maybe i tried to and but uh third
0: wave. third wave ska third wave ska
1: yeah but anyways back to easy skanking this is a great song did you guys have any other thoughts here or should we just listen to it let's hear this bad boy all right so here is easy skinking from about a minute 15
2: Oh. Take, it take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy.
3: Excuse me while I like my split. Oh God, i got to take a leap. From reality, you're just getting real. It's a song about smoking.
1: Hell yeah, brother. <laughs>
0: I'm going to say that next time I smoke a joint, be talking to somebody be like, oh, excuse me why I like this spliff. I
1: haven't had a spliff in a while, but they do hit the spot sometimes.
0: I actually don't like spliffs. They make me feel sick sometimes.
1: It can. Yeah, it really, you gotta, you got get the right ratio, but um, I quit smoking. Sick, so
0: like, I can't smoke spliffs. So you only smoke spliffs. <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah, my uh, girlfriend's corner here, Emily, would smoke spliffs a lot when we first started dating, and she never smoked cigarettes. No,
0: so like, I was broke her of that habit.
2: With the <laughs>
0: um, um, I was thinking that excuse me while wow, I like this spliff could replace the uh, like, sir, this is an Arby's Like when somebody's trying to like lecture and you'd be like, uh, excuse me while wow, I like this spliff, you fucking blowhard. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse Uh, me
4: while I blow hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Um, Oh, hey, hey, this this ain't the
3: Jimmy episode, (laughs) man? I thought
0: it was
4: kiss this guy. (laughs) Uh, I Uh, cannot wait for the Jimmy episode.
1: What is it? Is that that a spoonerism or what what is that called? When um, you mishear. The mishearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's hear a little bit more of easy skanking to kind of finish off. Side one here. So here it is.
0: skanky take it easy. That was the end of side one. Uh, Bob Marley, the way there's legend. We'll come back and get into side two. Roll that joint, flip that record, keep rocking and rolling with us. Bob Marley style. <laughs> All right, flip that final over. We got side two Real. <laughs> coming at you. Roll that joint. One love, people get ready. This is from the main man, Bob Marley, and the wayless. Let's hear from it after Exodus, nineteen seventy-seven. Of course, it's a medley that features the lyrics of the great Curtis Mayfield.
1: I guess we're on BBC
4: Two now or something. Good. They
0: love reggae over there, you know. They do.
4: They do. Shout out, I'm shout glad you English accent, not a Jamaican accent. That's
0: shout out <laughs> London, man. Respect, respecting the reggae respect
1: yeah and these guys were huge over there obviously uh, uh and their the, the record label was based there and they recorded there but yeah so this is as you mentioned a medley it was a re-recorded version of the original one love and it's kind of mashed up with another song called all in one uh, or it's part of a medley with all in one or something like that and it, it does contain an interpolation of the Chris Mayfield song so that's why that's why he yes that's why he gets uh songwriting credit here
0: oh he's gotta love that check curtis well he's not with us anymore (laughs) no
1: but i'm sure his people do and he probably did when he was alive but uh yeah
0: he's probably hell yeah bob thanks for that check
1: (laughs) well i'm sure he was probably very flattered to be interpolated as well by bob marley this is the song that another one of his more well-known ones i think probably because it's been used in a lot of like Advertisements and shit like this is the Jamaican tourism song, the Virgin Airlines song. Like, have you seen? Like, I remember commercials from like the '90s or whatever, and this this featuring very prominently in those track, in those uh, in those commercials. Yeah, for sure. But another optimism, good vibes track for sure, which makes sense why it would be used then to fucking sell plane tickets. But, but yeah, another it's it's a good song. I uh, you know, uh, and obviously the Curtis Mayfield song is a is a classic. People get ready, just a great track but any, yeah any other thoughts here on this one before we get into it
0: <clears throat> no let's hear this bad boy all right what rip
1: here it is one love slash people get ready by bob marley and the whalers
0: thanks and praise to the lord see when he says stuff like that you're like yeah why not give yeah. it up to the lord it's Like this guy's cool he's not going to take away a, when you hear a like birthing person yeah, like right jars juice, of you know? clay like... singing yeah jars of clay singing <laughs> or dc talk shout yeah, out give it up to the lord and like yeah it sounds threatening when they do yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's that hank hill quote from um king of the hill where he's like you didn't make christian i sell propane better. and propane <laughs> yeah well yes that one but or, or says, like when was like um but uh but he said something like um he's talking like some christian rock dude and he's like you didn't make rock and roll you didn't make christian christian any better you made rock and roll worse
0: which is like so true that's a great quote I got to give me a King of the Hill rewatch.
1: It's good, man. It yeah. holds up pretty well. It's pretty good. It's pretty um, good. But yeah, so this is, you know, obviously I think that this is one of those tracks where people hear it and you're like, oh, Bob Marley, One Love, you know, let's it's all feel all right. And they don't really understand that like this is, yeah, this is an optimistic song, but he's, you know, it, it comes out of other things. And yeah, yeah. there's
0: pain to it
1: right exactly and obviously curtis too was always singing about you know the, the plight of black people and things yeah, like that you know so uh, a lot of connections there but yeah here is let's share a little bit more before we move on to the next track here is some more one love give
3: thanks and praise to the lord and i will feel all right let's get together
0: man the drum sound on this album is just so incredible just snappy like sh- like in the pocket playing yeah, like it's like good. the definition of
4: in the pocket Our rhythm section is phenomenal
1: killer and the bass the bass line, yeah just so fucking like um jammy and good there and and again recorded immaculately so yeah. it all sits together perfectly But now moving on to another one, a big track here.
0: Song (laughs) number two, offside number two, we got I Shot the Sheriff. The Sharif, or is it Sheriff?
1: The Sheriff. I Shot Sheriff Omar Sharif, (laughs) Sharif. whoa. I Shot Omar (laughs) Sharif. (laughs) Hey, now. This one, (laughs) yeah, great, great actor. Uh, This one's from Burnin, another one from Burnin from 1973, written by Bob Marley again another killer track all these songs are song. written
4: by bob marley i'm mad I'm <laughs> well a, like you know a, like a, a thread here yeah a lot of
1: most of these were written predominantly by by bob marley but there's a few written co-written by others but this one was obviously i mean this is a, a one of the another political song i think he uh as marley as bob marley explained it he his intention was originally to say I wanted uh, I wanted to say I shot the police, but the government would have made a fuss. So I said I shot the sheriff instead. But it's the same idea. Justice. So have you heard cool.
4: uh, if I had a remix of the song, it would be called I shot Eric Clapton. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I made that <laughs> joke at the beginning
0: at the top of the yeah. show. Oh, God Ad- agents it. are <laughs> even slapped with a lawsuit.
2: <laughs> all right her. take that yeah, out
0: the clapton the clapton <laughs> no, version it it. It's, it's all right um it's i love yeah. the sample the epmd sample on oh those. yeah it's strictly business that samples uh i shot the sheriff to great effect
1: fantastic track but yeah it was covered by eric clapton on 461 ocean boulevard yeah it's a pretty good record i prefer um, the Mason Eric, the
0: other eric's version eric parish Oh, nice. It's strictly baseless. I love um, that guy's voice.
1: <laughs> uh, one of the greats. But anyways, another little detail here. In 2012, Marley's former girlfriend, Esther Anderson, said that the lyrics, Sheriff John Brown always hated me for what I don't know. Every time I plant a CD's "Kill it before it grow is actually about Bob being very opposed to her use of birth control. Uh-oh. Um, and oh,
4: not an ally.
1: Yeah. Out. And Bob, he supposedly substituted the word doctor with sheriff. Like, I don't know how, like, I okay, maybe, Ooh. maybe. He was very religious. He was very he shot you know, the
0: abortion doctor.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that what I'm mean? I guess so? A little sadly oh, too
0: topical. Yeah, he loved he loved
4: his seed. And then RIP um, roe versus Wade. Like, musicians
0: yeah. love to plant those seeds and Probably not really stick around to see him grow, but they look like 20 kids,
4: though. So yeah, he was through.
1: So yeah, that I mean, I don't know how true that story is, but you know, it's it wouldn't be out of the question out of uh, it's an anti song.
0: Great. It's on my (laughs) whack. It's on my whack list. Now
1: I prefer to think of as an anti cop song, which is which is what I think his intention was really. But uh, Bob
0: lives matter.
1: (laughs) boy but uh, again but like that that lyric could also you know excuse me also could be seen about you know young people and incarceration and things and how they're you know young black men are not given a chance in society to grow but yeah this is, this is just uh, another famous one, one of his famous tracks another great song should we go ahead and hear it unless you guys had something I to do I
4: guess it.
0: kick open the door I get cancelled <laughs>
1: All right, here we go. I shot the sheriff by the whalers. And remember, folks, a (laughs) cab.
3: Oh. Yeah.
0: such a good funky song
1: very funky and one of the more up-tempo songs on here a lot of these kind of settle into a middle groove and this one's a little bit faster and a little bit more fun- yeah funky and uh yeah it really really works nice uh, here's a little bit more uh, of I shot the sheriff
3: but I didn't shoot no deputy. yeah, yeah.
1: the instrumental this, breakdowns in these songs are always like so top-notch and killer that's too. such a
0: sick uh synth uh song. it's like an organ that's yeah, like a
4: like Oregon. a Rhodes or something I th- yeah or I, Hammond, think, I think you're right
1: I think it is a Rhodes uh fucking just fucking great
0: cool all right let's move on here we got song number three waiting in vain from Exodus 1977 Mr. Balmonte here and the baby <laughs> Shay.
4: Had a little parasitic podcast <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: waiting in vain um
1: it? <laughs> another classic classic song by uh, by them and um another love song of course and i read that uh i think one of his his art director or something one of the art directors that worked for island said that he believes that writing these love songs were therapeutic was therapeutic for bob um after his assassination attempt i think i mean You know, obviously, once something like that happens, you're really reconsidering all the aspects of your life. Yeah, that's really rough
4: on
0: a person. I know from personal experience. Oh, really? Um, Not talking about character assassination, kid. We're talking about (laughs) bullets. (laughs) That's true.
1: But, you know, it's uh, it's a a great track. Mellow vibes for sure. Um, Another great performance.
0: Um, There's a killer, killer guitar solo on this yes. song um i think it's like around the two minute mark reminds me he's got a little santana dna in there reminded me of like it's kind of a mom rock song it's like a little los lonely boys vibe
1: nice and uh our thoughts are with you carlos by
4: the way <clears throat>
0: oh, i heard he collapsed what yeah does anybody yeah you hear about that carlos is sick
4: yeah he had to cancel he, like collapse on stage he had to get like
0: Uh, Oh, dude! Oh, I hear that.
1: Yeah,
4: prayers up, prayers up for Carlos Santana. Come on,
0: we we will have an Abraxas
4: episode like (laughs) next week. you love you, Uh, love Santana Abraxas. Anyone? No, that movie. It's from A Simple Man. Uh, Uh, Yeah, a serious man. A serious man, but which is is anachronism because the year that movie takes place, Abraxas came out the The next year year or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was just a funny album. And no, then he also gets no, no. the credence. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, credence uh
1: Cosmos Factory. Cosmos, Cosmos Factory. Factor.
0: Yeah. Great album.
1: All right. Well, uh enough dicking around. Should we hear a little Shout bit out, of Waiting Coen in a shut up, Cohen Brothers?
4: Bunch of white folks talking about the Cohen Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, on a yeah. podcast. Who would have thought it? <laughs> All right, here it is.
1: Waiting in vain. I'll put I'm gonna play a little bit from um about. 30 seconds in, and then we'll get to that guitar solo uh, afterwards. So here we go. Waiting in vain.
3: All
0: right, it's on the string.
1: Here is a little bit. Let's see if we can grab some of that solo.
0: How far is heaven? <laughs> like I said,
3: <laughs> it's been three years since i knocking on your door. Dude, look. Holy boy, it's, <accoon> it's kind of funny. De- de- cool.
0: de- 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 Nails Klein, dude, eat your heart out.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah those only boys having some jammer
4: when that sure? dude got like uh busted by the feds for like growing like a serious amount of fucking
0: yeah, yeah, like in a his ton leg. of weed in his house
4: yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh
1: so yeah another another fucking great track and that one is from exodus as mentioned from 1977 and written by bob marley
0: okay we got song number four offside to bob marley whaler's legend Redemption song.
1: And this one is from Uprising uh, from 1980. And it was,
0: again, written by
1: Bob Marley. I wrote here, this is every stoner guitarist's favorite because every stoner guitarist knows that fucking little riff at the beginning. So it's been yeah. heard in a thousand fucking dorm rooms throughout the, yeah. the world.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. that He has like just a straight up folk song, just him and the guitar.
1: Yeah, I read some critics said it was... Uh, kind of uh, Bob Dylan-esque and I thought like that that's actually kind of true it does feel a little bit like that it's kind of that political meets personal
0: he's like hey thing. I'm the only Bob here <laughs> Watch yeah. out the other Bob from one Bob to another man and from yeah, one Bob to the other you gotta stay away from that political well, don't stuff? you gotta no <laughs> to... gun you, down, you Go man. electric you gotta, you gotta gun, gun man. you Judas. I feel like I'm in the crosshairs of every cop in America, man. Yeah, I did, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some lyrics here were derived from a speech <laughs> by uh, pan-Africanist orator Marcus Garvey, a uh, famous and very influential orator and uh, uh, um, Jamaican political leader, which is his speech was titled, The Work That Has Been Done. And also at the time that he wrote the song, around 1979, Bob Marley had been diagnosed with cancer in his yeah. toe and so uh, Rita Marley said he was already secretly in a lot of pain and dealt with his own mortality a feature that is clearly apparent in the album Uprising and
4: particularly in this song have you um, ever heard that so he though? got like the cancer in his
0: toe from a soccer
4: game or something or well, that was would, the claim yeah he, he, would got play,
0: he would play soccer barefoot like I guess that's how that's literally like if you see Bob Marley he's like in really good shape mm-hmm. but I haven't just,
4: seen him no
0: He would play soccer like six hours a day. Like that was like his workout regimen.
1: But yeah, I think it was something, something a lot that he had a toe injury and it was either that's how they discovered the cancer or it exacerbated the cancer or something like that. There's, there's something to that. But anyways, yeah, it's a good song. Again, another kind of taking the personal and making it political type song, a great performance and. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's just him and the guitar, right? So, um, yeah, kind of a yeah. unique piece here in terms of its inclusion. Uh, but yeah, here is, let's uh, let's let's listen to it. Here's a bit of Redemption Song by Bob Marley.
3: These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy
2: I
1: believe those were the the lyrics that he took from the the Garvey's He's like,
0: hey man, what rhymes with atomic energy?
1: But a great, a great song, great performance. I think he used an Ovation acoustic guitar on here, and if you know Ovation, they're very specific sounding and specific looking guitars with their big round backs. They got the
4: weird headstock, right? Uh,
1: like they a, have a unique headstock, and they like have an yeah, and it's kind of like yeah. um, they have the. They're mostly known for their the the materials, which were like kind of space age for the time, fiber fiber. Uh, uh, fiberglass kind of things and and but yes but it, it led it lends an interesting quality to the acoustic guitar here is is kind of what i'm getting at but um, yeah good song great
4: song and then uh, let's just hear a little bit more of this i've we'll heard that off. song so many times on a like a sand dune there you go. <laughs> yeah yeah it's yep. unfortunate
2: <sighs>
0: that what it's been taken over by like lame-ass singer-songwriters
4: totally what here we in go. He called little these little. people that played this song. I'm them Sam Dunes a singer-songwriter. <laughs> white boy in a fucking song, Baja Poncho. Just... <laughs> yeah, totally. Redemption
1: songs.
3: songs of freedom.
1: I definitely heard Buskers singing this song on uh, on the Muni platform before, uh, for sure. But, anyways, moving on to the next track.
0: Song 5, Offside to Satisfy My Soul.
1: And this one's from Kaya. I think the third track that from Kaya, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, from 1978, written by Bob Marley, of course. And this one is another re-recorded uh, version. The original was first recorded in 1970 as "Don't Rock My Boat." Which that is, uh, I kind of
0: like the comedy. original, the OG version better. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of more
1: ska, right? Rock my boat's a yeah.
0: Don't rock my boat is a classic.
1: Yeah, it's a great, great trunk. I mean, I love, I love this version of it too. It's another great love song, and the horns are really, really great on this. Excuse me, but yeah, the the original is is just has such a great feel and a vibe, and it's just yeah, it's great but any thoughts on this one satisfy my soul
0: no i guess i kind of forgot about this song that was on the, that it was on here
1: i think of all of the tracks this one is the one that might be the most forgettable
0: yeah.
1: um which isn't to say it's bad or or shouldn't have been on here it's just it's not as um i don't know it's not as prominent as the others and it's not yeah. it wasn't one of his bigger bigger hits so
0: good horn section
1: yeah yeah great all right, well here is satisfy my soul from Kaya by ba- Somebody ba- satisfy, ba- my
0: <laughs> <laughs> satisfy my soul
3: <laughs> <There's that> reaction. <laughs> satisfy my soul oh, Can't you see what you've done for me Boy, I'm happy inside
1: I do love that piano. Like
0: yeah, I like the porn parody of the song satisfied my whole.
1: <laughs> oh geez. Uh, all right. Cut
0: that out. Cut that out.
1: <laughs> No, it stays in. It stays in. We're getting we're getting to the end, folks. We're getting to the, the end. Picture. Uh all right. Here's a little bit more and then we'll move on.
0: Yeah, I don't want to call that a whack, but I don't know. Maybe not an essential.
4: I would say it's like a gully or something, like a valley floor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a dip. Well, I think it's just
0: teen it up for song number six, which this song, my God, is this a banger? Is this a slapper? Exodus, song number six, Offside 2.
1: From the... The album of the same name, which was released the in '77,
4: Titty Titty track.
0: It's kind of <laughs> the like t- his yes, the titular uh, track. what do you call it? Almost like his four way, it's almost like disco
1: ish. Mm. It's definitely a groover. There's some nice you know, again,
0: boy nice would have made guitar. a full
4: disco album. It was that's cool. what I'm saying. I think that could have been great, yeah. 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 He would have made like a no wave album, he probably made like a cool punk
0: album. Yeah.
1: He, oh, I could have seen him make a cool, a really good kind of punk, a punky reggae album. Um, yeah, like a like a post punk, like kind. a
0: punky reggae party, maybe even.
1: Oh, but yeah, this so this song it ties together the biblical story of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt, uh, as to the hope of Rastafarians being hoping to be led to freedom. Uh, and after his assassination attempt uh, in '76, Marley fled to London, where he recorded this song and album so he had an obviously an exodus of himself so for uh so i think he was you know feeling a lot of you know a lot of this these pressures and these things that that uh, he talks about in the song and so he and he actually conceived of the album title exodus before writing the song nice. uh, so he he was definitely thinking about all these themes and i mean i'm sure when you're living it you know it's hard to escape it but yeah a great song the longest song on this record at almost eight minutes seven seven
0: forty dude i could listen to like a 20 minute version of this song
1: yeah it does not feel like seven minute song at all even though it does come at the end of this record towards the end of this record and and stuff but it's just like yeah it's just such a well-written great great track great uh really well performed and and yeah um caleb any thoughts here
4: no nah, a ripper
1: Nice. All right, so here is a little bit of Exodus. This is from about the midway point, just a little bit before. So here we go.
0: of sounds like a uh, james brown like the yeah J-B's. it kind of has
4: like the jb's like yeah
0: big band funk sound
1: totally kind of the the, the stereo the wide stereo funk sound here's a little bit more of exodus I mean, nice. such a simple kind of refrain, but such a powerful kind of statement as well. Like, really yeah, the song's
4: piano. gone places.
0: I love the little piano you get sprinkled in there.
1: Yeah, the little the little kind of pops of keys just fucking yeah. fantastic. Every every little bit of of detail in that song is just works really well. Like, he yeah. really, they really, again, they were a fantastic. You know, studio band and, and recording band, but man, like when you actually hear it put together, it's just, yeah, man, something
0: else. Yeah, one of the most killer, like, opening riffs of a song ever.
1: Yeah, let's actually hear a little bit of that before we move on here. Uh, here is the opening of Exodus
0: Blinded
2: by the Light. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a little Afro beat fella. I was going to say
1: a little fella yeah. horn stab there.
4: Fella meets uh,
2: Afro man. Love well, um, is just uh, like bring
0: it up. Bring it, okay, now the keys, like the bring it up a little bit here. Like it's just revving things up.
1: Yep, the Great. clavinet, getting the funky rhythms going. Oh, it's so good
0: all right um all right here we go we got two songs left caleb yeah. you still with us yeah <laughs> we got song number seven jamming We're jamming jamming forever We're jamming. <laughs> <laughs> right. immortalized by the great simpsons one simpsons. of their pot episodes
4: yeah chiefly. Like, yeah if i didn't have this weed i could be blinder <laughs> that was the one right <laughs> yeah
0: mm-hmm. they compensate like the oh weed. wait
4: this could be medicinal
0: that's the yeah the post credits scene like Wiggum. Uh, <laughs> he's always like, uh, like shut up i love this song lou, lou, lou the <laughs> cop shows up with like two ladies
2: um
0: but
1: uh yeah another kind of uh, probably one of his more well-known songs again i think because of its use in like stuff like the simpsons or-
0: and this this song i think defines how great bob marley is because like you've heard this song so many times and you're like is this song corny and then you listen to it it's like no it's not. this song no. is like fucking no, perfectly- it's a great song dude it's, it's so well jamming. produced it like it really hits it's like it's uh so deep for like a song about you know partying and stuff
1: yeah i mean it's basically just a good time jam which- you know it's great especially considering it is from kind of a heavier record exodus it does have some uh, you know heavier themes which again 77 and written by bob marley but yeah this was always been one of my favorites one of my favorites from when i was a young kid and great
4: bass work great guitar lines so yeah let's uh i feel like this is the er bob marley song like yeah this mm, is like your mm -hmm. first exposure this is jamming
0: yeah, yeah definitely a like, song yeah you, sheriff, but... you listen to when you're younger and it like sticks with you
1: yeah it, it kind of lays the ground the ground for a lot of the other stuff and, and man it's just so good so jamming. cool here here is jamming by bob marley and the whalers In the,
3: the we That's yeah, we're,
0: we're a like goofy like time signature on there. Yeah, they play around with it. A and bit. it also
4: has like a lot of like esoteric religion, kind of like mm-hmm. references. Well, I mean Rastafarianism
1: on. has a lot of esoteric aspects to it. Um but it's very interesting. Uh, yeah and just a great great vibe to this the all the performances are great on this and uh yeah um, here's a little bit more
0: jamming i want time
3: with you now. good time
2: babe.
1: great yeah yeah and i think in jamaican slang jamming means like hanging out like chilling kind of thing
2: Um, Nice,
1: yeah so uh perfect spot on track there
0: yeah i and i let's jam all right uh last song of the album song number eight offside two which is another bonus track we got Um, punky reggae party Produced by the one and only the man Lee Scratch Perry, thank God we got some Lee on this album.
1: Oh yeah, um, I mean he worked with them. Rest pretty... in goddamn peace. Rest in peace indeed. The um, fucking goat. Yeah, I mean he's one of the all time best producers of any genre, but especially of of reggae and dub music. And this was co written by him and and Bob, and is another track from exodus or i believe it's the b-side to the jamming single if i'm not mistaken but from yeah. the exodus era it might this be this song
0: it's- sounds like it could have been released like this year it'd be a it's b- very top fresh of, and it's- top 10 banger yeah
1: it's so good but again like these bonus tracks are not throwaway songs they're not like just you know tossed off kind of uh, to included just to pad things it's they're actually really good killer horns on this killer rhythm section just and this is
0: the adrian this is the b side of jamming
1: yes it is yeah
0: oh man i wonder how much a single that goes for
1: oh i the singles i think it has a cool cover too cool typography on there
0: couple hundred maybe
1: yeah it might be worth it 12 inch uh, the 12 inch there but yeah this is like again uh, a great song and really ends the album on a fucking bang man But here we go. Here is some punky reggae party. Unless you had some other thoughts, guys. But uh, let's just get into it. Yeah.
0: Sounds like Bob was like listening to The Clash. He's like, I see you, white boys. Let me do one of these kind of punky <laughs> reggae songs.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I didn't get any, um, I don't think I got any background on that, on this one specifically about Such that. A but
0: catchy lyric. The new
2: one. He he catchy it a,
1: little
0: number.
1: That yeah. extension of it, it just, it works so well. Great, 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 great.
0: Nice. Should we hear like the outro and then we'll call it a day and then we'll uh, get with our talk about our slappers and our whackers and then we'll end the show
1: fantastic all right here is a little bit of the outro of punky reggae party the
0: well, amount of white people have- Seeing do that type of scatting is disturbing in my life
1: it's never good
4: there hey, i think there's only I'm, one sorry go ahead Caleb, go ahead i'm just gonna say white people stay away from reggae listen to it enjoy it love it buy the records just don't make it don't yeah. sing
0: it unless you were like a <laughs> punk band in the 70s in london even
4: there. Even then,
1: unless you're in it's the clash, good... <laughs> don't do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, I was gonna half say
4: the time the Clash did it. it was I've just... only heard one.
1: <laughs> I've only heard one white person who can actually sc- scat really well, and that is uh, Anita O'Day. Modest Yahoo. Well, <laughs> oh God, no, Anita O'Day <laughs> from. Um, the jazz singer
0: um what about uh bing crosby he does like oh, <laughs> no i, I
1: i'm more interested in bing for his parenting uh
0: Wait, yeah,
4: what was he, were bing's did, parenting like oh kids bro with sacks of orange yeah he was like, famously oh, abusive bruises yeah uh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, um, you guys don't get it you're not what parent, was his character so. rochester uh,
1: right uh, anyways a movie no he didn't he have like a like an alter ego it was like his bit right like oh, he would maybe uh is it Bing crosby i think i don't know I, i'm basing this all off on cartoons so <laughs> fuck knows um you know Looney Tunes cartoons or whatever um, all cool.
0: right so um let's do what should we do uh whacker slaps i don't have any wax Me either. Um, Yeah, there can't be
4: any wax on this album. My slappers,
0: if I had to, like, say maybe the top five or something, probably be like Get Up, Stand Up, Stir It Up, Punky Reggae Party, Jamming, and then maybe, like, One Love.
1: Damn, that's interesting because my list is completely different, but I agree completely with yours. So mine would be Could You Be Loved? Uh, I shot the sheriff, waiting in vain, and geez, rounded off,
0: man. Yeah,
1: get up, stand up, and stir it up. I think is probably
0: the other one I would add there. Yeah, stir it up is great.
4: What about you, Caleb?
0: Caleb, St- do you have a slapper. Slapper.
4: I'm gonna go redemption song. Nice. Yeah, and all the ones you guys mentioned. Yeah, and they're all fucking slappers. You know, you like, like
0: that bare bones approach. Just a guy.
4: I'm, I'm not gonna split dreads here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right um oh let's rate it yes one important. through ten you I know, mean, i'm gonna give it a 10 it's iconic you can't i agree 10 can't and it, it was a great reminder of this episode just like yeah legend you know grace hits sometimes just go with the basics and doesn't disappoint
4: i'm not gonna give it a 10 i'm gonna give it a
3: four 20.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. All right, so let's see what what
3: Ooh.
0: you gave it a 10 too, Adrian.
1: I gave it a 10 as well, yeah.
0: All right, so 10, 10, and 420 <laughs> that comes out to what no, I'm say? not
4: talking a 4.2, I'm talking like a 4. 20. <laughs> that comes out to um 69.
1: Yep. <laughs> But yeah, let's just say that it's just a perfect 10
4: record, it's a right? 10. Don't
0: perfect sleep 10. on this. Legend. Dust off that double CD, throw it on. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you
4: see it in the checkout stand out of the safe Get it. I gotta get,
0: <laughs> I gotta get this on vinyl. They like reissued, they did like a 2012 pressing or something.
1: Yeah, they remixed it and uh or or uh I don't know if they remixed it, but they they probably they probably did. I think they added some bonus tracks to that one as well, if I'm not mistaken. Nice.
0: But yeah, oh, great
1: fucking record. Another, uh... yeah,
0: really fun. I hope it wasn't too boring because we were just like, this song's great. This song sounds great too. Oh
1: no, I mean, I hope we're just kind of reminding I like people.
0: I like great. I like things that are great. So sue me.
1: <laughs> well, I hope people would take from this is that is being reminded or even coming to to it for the first time maybe, yeah. um, how important and and how good all of these tracks are and yeah. and yeah how how. How they've been just kind of always there, and and it's great. Yeah, Yeah, totally. You know. Oh, and
0: quickly, let's don't be so
4: fucking cynical. Like, yeah, yeah, don't don't be cynical. Like, huge artists. Bob
0: Marley is cool, just because he sold twenty five million records doesn't make him not cool. Uh, Yeah, what
1: were you gonna say? No, he had some.
0: I was gonna say let's rank rank the Bobs. Bob no. Marley, Bob Dylan, Bob Weir, right? Top three, Bob's. <laughs> those the top three, three, yes.
2: Bobs. <laughs> when
0: I think of Bob, those are the three I think of for sure. Oh, we'll throw Bob De Niro for. Bob,
4: <laughs> I'm gonna go um, Bob on my knob like corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> three All six Moth, I gotta yeah. go with Bob uh, Saget, number one with a bullet. Just hey, uh, rest ooh, in RIP. peace. Rest in peace. So, I, can't, I still can't believe he's gone. That's crazy, Bobby Womack. What else we got? Bobby Vinton,
1: Bobby Darren,
0: uh, Bob from Bob Tom for Kinks. Apples, God Classic. the Devil and Bob. Remember that show? No, Turn
1: of the Turn of the Millennium huh, show, animated show. Oh man, I
4: checked out Turn of the Millennium. <laughs> All right, yeah, my top five Bob. Yeah, probably like when I talk about Bob, I it's got to be Dylan number one
0: all right well final thoughts we all loved it
1: so sue us huh
0: any personal anecdotes i mentioned that my shirt the on the senior photo oh i did one time i was hanging out with my buddy witty and we were all stoned this was in santa cruz we were under the influence of something and he was just trying to like talk about Bob Dylan, but he said it in a way that was so funny. And we made fun of him for it for years. I'll still bring it up whenever I see him every few years. But he was like, he's like, yeah, you guys know um, Bob Dylan. I mean, uh, sorry. He's like, you guys know Bob Marley. And we're like, no, tell us about this Bob Marley. Character. He's like, ah, I didn't mean <laughs> to say that. He was just trying to be like, you know, that song. He was just trying to talk about a song, but he like opened the sentence with like, you guys know Bob Marley. Um, anyways, he wrote this song. <laughs> Still so has a an anecdote. Nice, classic,
1: classic thing to rip on a pal for. Yeah.
4: All right. My favorite Bob Marley memory is the shirt that Matthew McConaughey is wearing in Days
0: of Confused. Confused, and the other oh, yeah. Bob is playing on the soundtrack. The oh, Hurricane
4: connection. Is he wearing a Bob Marley shirt?
0: Yeah, he's Bob- wearing a Bob Marley shirt, and then the Bob Dylan song the hurricane, hurricane is playing yeah. which he uh drops the end bomb on that song. Oh. Ooh, Bob! <laughs> yeah, the Steve, hard
4: end not like. so great,
1: Bob. I mean, right. you know, it's a 70 different kind
0: of. I mean, one you of my favorite of tracks here.
1: uh by by what's his face? By uh um, Dylan? No, by God, Brandy Newman um oh
0: yes he does he that too.
1: he does that too but it's a parody or uh you know He's playing a and character. also also a character, yeah
4: everyone's favorite beetle john lennon oh yeah he loved to say the n-word wow uh, man different times in fact he Anyways. called all women the n-word at one point right <laughs> the the n-word of the world right yeah um, Ooh, yikes, yikes. Oof.
0: i just read a new yorker article about yoko ono today Love Yoko,
1: great! One of my en- favorite conceptual artists.
4: life. Yoko's the best. Who's the best? Beatles. All right, I'm everybody, shut the fuck there. up. We gotta end
0: this episode. Uh, yeah, let's next, land this bad boy. Next week we're doing. We're sticking with Superior Slaps. Whacker Slaps presents Superior Slaps, and we're gonna do another huge, huge greatest hit. This time we're going across the pond, and uh, we're doing uh, Abba Gold, Ooh. the great band Abba. Abba. However you say it, one of my favorite bands. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Just a, a criminally overlooked band in terms of like respect. Like uh, everyone knows ABBA, but no one really respects them for who they yeah. actually that's were. That's across
4: a very many ponds. That's not the yeah. pond. That's, like, that's <laughs> like a couple of hops and skips. A a pond.
0: Pond hopping. We're doing ABBA gold. Uh, I'll probably weigh in on ABBA oro which is their Spanish language version oh, of the greatest yeah. hits, which I own and Ooh, is fantastic Fantástico. Okay, let's do the outro Thank you to game. No no game I'm tired. It's hot it's hot yeah, that's fine. All right <laughs> Thank you to Kiki Otiveros for the most slapping of theme songs. Thank you Adrian for all your stellar production work and your research on this episode was fantastic thank you caleb for dropping by yes yes we missed you did anyways check out our website whackorslaps.com. make sure to follow us on the socials at Whack or slaps talk some shit via email at whack or slaps at gmail.com for i am noah and this has been whack or slaps and as always exceed us movement of jaw people ja. ja oh yeah jaw right <laughs> all right all right. <laughs>